Malcolm in the Middle, the reason why Hal hums all the time is because then he gets a a um uh a, not a, a a screenwriter's credit but a um composer's credit in every episode of Malcolm in the Middle because those are all original works that he is performing. And so he would get like every episode he would end up getting like forty dollars in royalty checks. That's and not bad though. He what he would end up doing is like once every couple of months he'd like have better catering on set or something silly. But now he gets two sets of royalty checks from any time Malcolm in the Middle happens, one as the actor and one as a composer. Composer, that's the word I was going for. What the f is going on down there? I just want to know what the headlines of around Fortnite legalities look like about two months from now. Because this yeah. is either going to be a slippery slope or Fortnite's going to friggin' make an example of somebody. Well, Epic is going to make an example of somebody yeah. uh, and and set the thing straight. What, what the problem is, Epic is always like, or Fortnite in this case, was always acting like this kind of weird little game that like you know people would play, but like everyone would play something else. And now that it's become the game, I feel mm-hmm. like there are some bits of it where they're like, oh wait, crap, we can't just like throw stuff in here now. Uh, enough people are paying attention and we're making enough money that people might go like, hey, I'd like a slice of the pie, please. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I, I think it's actually quite justifiable to ask for a slice when it's something based on, on something that you might have made famous. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a real it's a real leaky ship where I think that you, you to try to pull the moral core out of it is just going to leave you all disappointed, uh, I say to the actual audience now, because we're into the real episode. Hi, Aaron. Hey. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, yo, TJ, I think... Stay with me here. Hi. I think uh, Colonel uh, Mustard uh, did it in the study uh, with... Oh, I forgot everyone else's names. Professor Plum! Colonel Mustard did it with Professor Plum in the study. No, so, that's not, that's not, how, so, that's not no, how that game works. No, 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 no. Colonel Mustard murders mr body with professor plum oh that would be so cool <laughs> just picking see, him up like see, a baseball just, bat <laughs> yeah you just kill yeah and that way they both die and there's no murder weapon oh that's sick uh I'm, by the way tj uh for the listener because I, I think this is cool um what i'll say is tj made a uh in the in the Fortnite creator thing is that what it's called well the, the map maker thing they launched with with the, yeah, uh, the creative mode yeah uh, basically made the board game Clue in Fortnite uh, with the creator, and I think that's really freaking cool. Uh, whenever I get excited whenever someone makes a game in a game with a creation system, because I feel like that proves the viability of the creation system. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just wanted to, I wanted to give that little shout out because I just learned about it like like five minutes ago. Um, these headlines I got for us to talk about, though, they're Transformers relevant and not even from five minutes ago. We got a few that I wanted to bop through because there's like none of these are, are groundbreaking news, but there's this really cool news um, and also dumb stuff. Let's start with the one that's dumb stuff. Did you even know there was a fan vote going on for the last like couple weeks? Uh, only I when I saw that it was something. at the finals. Okay. 
I saw the semifinals where one of the two semifinal bouts was Skywarp versus Thundercracker, and then I was like, well, this seems stupid. And <laughs> I left this it alone. This is Walmart up. putting their foot down. We're not doing both at the same time. It's like, well, all that's going to happen is you have to make the other one eventually because you're going to get the meme going of people going like, well, it looks like my Star my, my Starscream Skywarp duo are, are just like in G1. There never was a third blue one because Skywarp won. Except Skywarp lost. Uh, the real winner is Astro Train, who beat out Perceptor and then Skywarp. So there's going to probably be a Walmart exclusive reissue of Astro Train uh, in spring 2020. Um, and that's pretty cool because Astro Train's a neat toy. His mold is uh, in the, the docket. He was in that super weird two pack that we talked about for like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe he'll, you know, be done in normal colors this time. Um, my only real question well, is... That's, oh, good. <clears throat> well, that's the fun part. Because he's got, like, three color schemes going, so it could be any of them. I was going to say, like, do you, do you all have any real preference as to, like, what color scheme you'd want to see done? Uh, anime. Yeah, the U.S. is due for an anime version. Because we've gotten the realistic, and, of course, we've got the old one that was half and half. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, I think anime colors would also just pop the most. Because mm-hmm. um, they only did them once, right? Uh yeah, one of Takara or Ehabi's little things. Yeah, I, I'd love to see. I'd love to see those happen again and and uh, and be available. That that was one of those. I think that was one of my favorite. Let's try different paint on a G one toy things. It was real simple, but it it felt like it was executing five year old logic of why doesn't he look like he does in the show? Uh, but mm-hmm. but well, um, we also got a little bit of news about Siege. Uh, green light has been green lit. I was very proud of that headline. I wrote that. Uh, about an hour ago, um, we got stock photos of Siege Deluxe, Greenlight, and Dazzle Strike, which is another great name. Um, Dazzle Strike is Leonizer in, I guess, different colors. Aside from the effect part, I actually can barely tell the difference. Uh, I, there's on. green in the tail. There's green in the tail. Um, I have a whole yeah. bin of this stuff. There's green in the tail. I know that's different. Yeah, it's the green in the tail... Um, the the weapon thing is fire instead of a airy a swoosh. swoosh thing, and oh, that's a whole new mold for the effect part. Okay, yeah. I'm into this more now. Yeah, yeah. and uh, looks like he's got blue eyes instead of red ones. Well, okay. So there's okay, dazzle strikes there, but green light has a brand new head, uh, which makes her somewhat resemble green light, who was in that episode of G1. Um, the comparison with the model here, I saw something on Twitter. There's a little side by side with what looks like a Floro Dairy model for Greenlight. Uh, that, that Greenlight model is actually a piece of fan art that is a lot, uh, more, not a lot more, I guess, but it's been notably, um, slimmed and made more lithe and feminine in the upper body, uh, than how Greenlight actually looked in the episode. So the toy is actually a bit more accurate in this case. Uh, and, uh, I, I saw someone share this on Twitter who basically was like, man, they put the combiner port back in. Uh, what what happened to Chromia? And so I was kind of like, I bet you Greenlight was part of Power of the Primes Wave 5 or 6, which doesn't exist anymore. But her tooling was there. So so I think that's what happened. Is this is this was a, a remnant of, of a line that was cut short. And it makes me wonder if maybe we might see one or two other little surprise, like Power of the Prime leftovers uh, down the road. <laughs> Because she's got yeah. the she's got the Prime Master vest hand, so papoose vest hand papoose. Well, not when it's on Punch Counter Punch. When it's on him, it's okay. a cool jetpack. 
Okay. I, I, last time you had to add in papoose, so I was making sure you remembered, and now you you well actually knowed me. So my brand is ever changing. That's how we. That much like the Transformers, my brand is ever changing. Uh, I think this is cool because I want more copies of this mold in different colors, uh, and this satisfies that one hundred percent. And I am tickled that there's a new head. Uh, mm-hmm. I, that's the last thing I would have expected. It definitely seems like it's uh, another one of those things that was like co-molded or whatever. Yeah. Like, hey, we can design, you know, okay, Fembot looks kind of like this. G- go hit all the reference images. All right, kind of like this, kind of like this, kind of like this, kind of like this. We can come up with like three or four heads right off the bat and have all of our varieties and have all the design work done up front. And then that's all we got to do. Well, now now we just need one more because... Uh... I admit this is this is not this is not like, you know, necessary, but for me, if I have three of the same base design as limbs on a combiner, I kinda want four of the same base design as limbs on a combiner. If it's three mm-hmm. and then one of the other limbs is different, something about that wigs me out. Um and I also it's like they got a prosthetic of some kind. Yeah, it's like okay, mm-hmm. and then Rekgar showed up. It's <laughs> I got a Rekgar leg. Uh because because also i like this mold a lot so i I would like a reason to have just one more of it (laughs) but uh, i'm down for this i think this is really cool i like the idea of a of a figure that's packed in with a battle master now that i've actually picked up the or got a hold of the battle masters um are you guys down for this thing uh probably um yeah it's it's probably going to depend on where this is actually an exclusive to Oh yeah, that's that whole part. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, there's this one. No, and there's, there's the one that's uh, what sideswipe and um, uh, slam dance or whatever. Like there was another solicit thing in the in the list. This came from that was like a this pack. No, was but... there? I guess I only ever saw uh, this I one with images. One. Yeah, the, I mean the, the the rumor around it is it's probably a G two sideswipe. Uh, recolor. I forgot exactly where any of this info came from, so you know, don't take me as gospel here. I'm, I'm half remembering something that was only text, and I don't remember now if it was like the kind of text where it could have been made up. <laughs> but uh, it sounds like like um, green light here comes from that list where her, she was one of those packs, and there's okay. another one. Um, sure. Anyway, yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. This is going to be really annoying if Lancer is the only one they leave out of that entire team. Well, I mean, they have to. They have to now. Or they have to. Well, it's the only direction they have to go because they already blew Chromia with you know on the on her release. Yeah, and you know I, I'm warming yeah, just up. knock her net her head on a recolored body like that and go from there. I'm, but Lancer's colors are so cool. Uh, I went to look her up while you guys were talking, and I, I forgot that she's like Huffer colors. Uh. Now I want Huffer colors. I want everything. I'm trying to think of, okay, if those are her colors, who would be the easiest one to repaint into that? And I honestly don't know. That's a purple and an orange. I mean, he, I mean, Aaron is actually not wrong. Her head, her head is fairly similar to Chromia's. Hmm. But the combiner port has to be there. Head. Yeah. Put the head on. Can they just make the head though? Like we never know anymore what they can just make. Everything in tooling got all all modernized and futuristic. It's not all analog anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but fingers crossed. I would I would like to have one more copy of this mold in another color um, for my own purposes of Elita Infinite Ing. Uh, but that takes us over to some comic book news. 
this is pretty big comic news because this answers a question we've been wondering for months, which is what the hell is IDW going to do with Transformers after all of its little miniseries are done? By the way, I didn't even realize Star Trek Transformers had gotten to, to issue three until I saw the the concept art of Fortress Tiberius, and it's like I should really go get caught up on on this book. I already liked how it looked. Yeah, I, I have uh, a bag somewhere that I think has number one and two of that, and then I saw Fortress Tiberius, and I was like, man, I don't know. Like oh, it really? kind of hurt. Yeah, I... Man, there's like, something about it that's just... It's a crossover, though. Like, this is like... We haven't had yeah, one for I, a while. I, I but... know, <laughs> I know, but it's a thing that's just like, I... Uh, it's... Uh... It's so Kirk in character, I mean, too, though. Like... You know, you're gonna make it could, oh, go ahead, go ahead. it could be worse. Have you read the comic? No, not yet. I haven't yet. I, I should go read not, the comic. Okay, it's not a huge spoiler. Plug your ears if you're like super sensitive, but Crypticon's in it too, and he just turns into a uh like a Klingon warbird. That's perfect. That's <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. When the warbird turns into Trypticon, it's just Trypticon. Like, it, he's not remodeled or redesigned in any way, shape, or form. He just inhaled the whole warship. I mean... He just explodes out from this thin little 60s spaceship. The shapes make sense to me, though. I don't know why, but the shapes kind of make sense to me because yeah. of his tail. Uh, I, don't know, I was into Fortress Tiberius. That, that's up there with... Um, uh serpento R, the bet transformer or whatever like that that's the kind of stuff i like to see from a crossover that and the mars attacks crossover uh didn't really do original designs but it had the right tone and this, the star trek one gives me all the right vibes so i want to i want to hit that up i think i think it really helps that they went with the animated series as the base that's simply because yeah that, it gets away with the zany stuff the so whole much reason more. i want to i want to read it the whole reason i got interested in it in the solicits was that that was the source material they were pulling from because like to me that's peak star trek so like i i was happy to see i was happy to see like those bridge crew members that would never exist in real life uh cat lady and and squish man i never really know what he is he just looks all he looks kind of kind of like an orange raisin sort of he's like squishy um, but that that's that's not the focus here. We're talking about the new main continuity, and we have details finally. Uh, this is going to be written by Brian Ruckley. The illustrators will be uh, Angel Hernandez and Ron Joseph uh, for a twice monthly series. Which I get a little worried about that being the opener, because um, that I mean twice monthly means two a month, right? Like I'm not misconstruing that with like bi monthly. Twice or monthly, yeah. Well, bi monthly can be either one. I hate bi-monthly. That's such a stupid word. It always gets me confused. Uh, but twice monthly is not actually what I wanted to see for the very first thing from this continuity. Because it, twice monthly on a low-key level makes me think, oh, I hope people see what we're doing here. I hope we're getting some readership in. And, like, I, you know, that's obviously the job of people who make something is to make sure people are reading it. But mm-hmm. it gives me a, a vibe I don't like. Um I don't know how else to really put it. It's like if they had said, we're going to open up with a four-issue limited series. That would also give me a bad vibe. Yeah, I, the thing is, there. I think that there's also a decent amount of, like, balance that needs to be looked at when you do something like that. Like, you want you want to you get people in, but I think if you're doing, like, two books two times a month, that's maybe, okay, that means, like, maybe one a week. That's not too bad, but at the same time, like, that could also be four different books doing a one a month 
And so you might have to like find a, a good balance of like what's what's just pulling too hard on the uh on the pocketbook. And between the two illustrators, like maybe this is just, you know, it's going to be an on hell illustrated one and then a Ron illustrated one, um, you know, alternating. Uh, so it could be fine. I'll just I'll hit the gist of it so we get all the info down. But uh, basically, uh, it's going to start off uh, pre-war um, during the time of peace. And uh, apparently uh, the mysterious end of one single life is what kickstarts the conflict. Uh, so it's going to be through the eyes of a young Bumblebee and his friends. We will witness conspiracies forming, harmony giving way to conflict, and the very fabric of Cybertronian civilization tearing itself apart. Which I think sounds really interesting because that's, that's the kind of stuff I eat up is uh is pre-war and post-war um there's also a lot of similarities to cyberverse in everything i read in there uh yeah like like the the kind of secret theme of that cyberverse cartoon being witnessing the unraveling of, of that civilization so i wonder I, like th- between that and you know these these covers are using a lot of siege designs as their base these are also just covers though that doesn't really necessarily mean anything um this feels like something that is going forward with a lot of synergy with the brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, not, and that's not necessarily a bad thing when, and I say that under one pretense, John Barber is still the editor in chief and he is someone I trust to make brand synergy as painless as possible. Uh, I feel that's been proven in, in the ongoing series of toy line driven IDW stories from the last five years uh, which started real wonky and then got smoother and smoother. I think he's a guy who's pretty good at, at managing that stuff. Um, and also, he's Mr. Continuity, and I, I, I'm also tickled by the idea of the new continuity starting starting at the start, pre-war, with John Barber as editor-in-chief, just sitting right there with the staple gun, catching every single loose thread and go like, nope, this is going to fix, I'm going to fix this, going to fix this, patch up this, patch up this. I, no one's going to screw this continuity up. Not mm-hmm. on my watch. Like that's that's one of the little uh things I'm hoping for from this. Um till they're uh, in like the, the fifth comic and they're like, Well crap. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> once they get once they get to year five, maybe like, you know. But then you got John Barber right there to go like, Oh, it's year five, something's a bit loose. I'm gonna write the next arc, the next two issues and, and fix it. Uh so I you know, this is coming out in March. Uh we're gonna get underway with the with what I'm calling new DW. Um, like it's N U I D W, so new E D W. Uh, TJ, how you feeling about this? Uh, this preview of what's to come. It's definitely, it's definitely interesting to see. Like, I was starting to get a little bit worried just because of how long we've gone without any kind of news about where the series was going or what this was going to be based on. Yeah, like the chain of mini series <laughs> filling up the next few months. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like let's just let's just keep Transformers books on while we kind of pad this out. Um, I like I like the idea of starting before the war, just so we don't have to hear that from like a dozen flashbacks per issue. Yeah, or like, like a, an opening crawl on page one for everyone but us. Yeah, yeah. So that's gonna that's gonna be interesting because it is some is it's an area that are, that's very rarely tackled. Hmm. Which. For a series that's been going on as long as Transformers, it's hard to find new ground to tread as far as that goes. But well, especially when, you know. like right now, most of any Transformers media is being done with Hasbro um, 
in 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 not necessarily an unhelpful way like going like well here's also here's our our unified story bible of where most of our lores like here's our monomyth bible uh where most things are supposed to be you know echoes of um which means I, I expect the mysterious end of a single life is probably, you know, a, someone whose name ends with Prime, who is in charge of the planet at some point during this. Uh, although I got fingers crossed that, like, the first big divergence will be that the single end uh, or the mysterious end of a single life is going to be like, like, I said it on Twitter. What if it's Megatron? Like, wouldn't that be cool? Like, faced with the prospect of... Are we going to write Megatron after he was a focus of the award-winning book from the last version yeah. of this? Or what if we just kill him off right away? Uh, make this our own but, thing immediately and avoid those comparisons. Right. <laughs> so The so, Autobot version went over so well. We just, uh, just write him out immediately so we don't even have to deal with it. And here I was just thinking, like, okay, you could do that, but then have somebody else takes up the name Megatron. That's what I was thinking! <laughs> Wasn't that what IDW did with G.I. Joe in, in in the last few years? Is, like, Cobra Commander became this kind of rotating mantle? And uh, Baroness became Cobra Commander. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, what what if, like, um, like what if they pull a, an Onyx uh, without saying too much, and it's like, you know, Megatron is the mysterious death, but then, like, there are all these pretenders to the name showing up. What if the Megatron for this series is just friggin' Beast Wars Megatron? You know, in a sense. Like, this dude is like, no, I'm gonna take the name on. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna do... I'm, I'm inspired by the Martyr, and I'm gonna do better. Uh, I think that'd be kind of cool. I'm not, ex- I'm not gonna be mad if it's not, but... It's just a lot of cryptic messages and orders given through view screens, and then 20 issues later, we get a shot of Swindle in a control room. Oh, man! Hmm. Oh, man! <laughs> Like, I'm way into this, because it's different. Uh, I think that the most boring thing that this this new run could do is be predictable. So, like, like you know, I, I know that it is a turnoff when stuff is kind of different for the sake of being different, but also this is Transformers, one of the, you know, brands that thrives in that situation. So I'm hoping that risks are taken uh, early on like that. Um, Aaron, what about you? You, got, you getting any, any other... Um uh, pings from this on your radar um i'll be excited for it i'm like i said i'm like way behind on uh on all the rest of my idw comics so a whole lot of stuff can happen but like until i actually have the the, the books in hand it's not like it counts i mean you could just jump in on this one because this is the one time where your backlog doesn't matter right yeah <laughs> you either jump in on this one or you already start creating the new backlog yeah um, uh, may kind of be both. I'll uh-oh. just get all the books and then not keep up on it. <laughs> That's Aaron's character on this podcast. Never reads the books, buys them all. Uh, the, there's also two covers that were revealed. Um, they're by uh, Gabriel Rodriguez and uh, Casey Collar. Um, I saw the Casey. So here's, and I feel kind of guilty about this, but I should share it as penance. So the first cover I saw was the Casey Collar cover. And, like, he's very good at drawing Transformers. So, I saw the Casey Collar cover, and I saw new writer and new artists, and I was like, who are these new artists? They're great! This is great! Everything's gonna be great! And it's like, that's the Casey Collar cover. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. But also, darn, I was real excited for a second. (laughs) I thought, like, some clone Casey Collar was just gonna be the artist on the book. 
Uh, and it's like, that's a nice way to ease us into a new continuity. Um, Casey Collar's cover is pretty friggin' dashing, by the way. Uh, it looks like an old sci-fi movie poster. Um, and then uh, the other cover is uh, Gabriel Rodriguez. I believe on Twitter he said it's his first piece of canonical Transformers art. Uh, and on his cover, a lot of people noticed that Megatron looks a lot like Siege Megatron, and Optimus looks a lot not like Siege Optimus, but also a lot kinda like Leader Ultra Magnus from Siege, and also a little bit like Galaxy Convoy, and apparently there's a rumor that there's going to be a leader-class Optimus in Siege who's very Galaxy Convoy-inspired, so this is all lining up to make people get super hyped, and hopefully all that pans out, because I'm into that. Uh... That aside, like this is a slight, slight swerve backwards. On the Casey Collar cover, uh, nothing, I think, legitimizes my adoration for the Decepticon alt modes more so than that Shockwave and uh, Soundwave duo flying in the, in the background, mm-hmm. looking like spaceship-ass spaceships. Like, I'm into it. Uh, a lot of people are still not into that Soundwave design, and that's cool. Uh, but I'm right. <laughs> um... So we'll hopefully see some more before March. Or, you know what? Actually, no. Hopefully we'll see nothing before March, and we'll all go into a blind issue one. Because, like, when will we get that chance again uh, mm-hmm. to go blind into a new continuity? I'm going to ignore the solicits. Yeah. Like, don't, yeah. I want to just, just do, go in. Just do it completely. Like, Wait a second. There's a Transformers comic book? Why didn't anybody tell me this? Transformers are back? I heard Pat Lee was working on them, but I I, I lost track of that news story f- 14 years ago. <laughs> Wait, have you dropped Pat Lee Ver 2.0 off of your uh, Twitter handle? It's been a while. I, I did. Uh, it was becoming a stale brand. Um, okay. Not not the Ver 2. Pat Lee was becoming a stale brand. Oh, all um, right. So I, uh, you know, I figured like I'll just set that. Being the person who's basically in charge of the Pat Lee brand, I figured I would I'd put that one back in the cupboard for a little while. Um, you'll notice that my new Twitter uh, name is a lot simpler to parse, a lot easier to follow. Um, it's uh, it's a lot more compact. It's more 2018. Uh, so let's move on from let's move on from there because uh, we also don't have any other solicits to talk about. We do have one more piece of IDW news though, and I'm I'm really curious about this one. I said the word synergy a little while ago as a bit of a a, 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 a teaser for this. Um, news item. Uh, there's going to be something also out in March called Synergy, uh, a Hasbro Creators Showcase. And it's going to be featuring autobiographical works by Marguerite Scott and Katie Cook, uh, who both worked on Hasbro stuff. Uh, Marguerite being uh, the writer behind, among other things, my personal favorite thing in all of IDW, Transformers version 1. And Katie Cook doing My Little Pony. Uh, so those autobiographical works are going to be um, infused with the author's experiences with Hasbro toys. In addition to those, there will be original comics inspired by groundbreaking female characters uh, Don Marino uh, from G.I. Joe and Windblade from Transformers as well as Gem and the Holograms. So there's two things I'm excited about here, not to you know poop on other brands, but A, uh, I have heard I have, I have heard nothing but sheer positivity for the IDW Gem comic book, uh, which I, I unfortunately still haven't checked out. I was kind of like hyped because I was like, all right, Hasbroverse, everyone says the gem comic is awesome. Can't wait to see how they tie that one in. Apparently it's so good it was too good to, to hook up with Transformers. So I still haven't kept up with that gem comic, but I've heard tons of good things. And the impression I'm getting from the cover art is that uh, if there's going to be gem stuff in there, it's going to be based off of that comic. Um, the other thing is if there's going to be a new Windblade story, which continuity is it in? Like, what if they already slip in one that's from the old IDW continuity? Like, I'm getting, I don't know. I, I can see the follow-on from the old. 
yeah, I feel like it might be a little check-in with President Windblade just to see what's up still. You know, how's Earth going? I, I, and I wouldn't mind that. I would like every maybe every like three or four years we just sort of check back in on the old continuity. I wouldn't mind that. Um, like I said, not to not to poop on all the other brands. It's just I, I have a lot of trouble caring about them uh, compared to uh, the stuff I've heard about and the stuff I know. <laughs> For instance, I don't know who Don Marino is. I am assuming that is uh, the new mantle holder of Snake Eyes. But that's me entirely basing that on the cover of this comic. Um, TJ, do you know at all? Because it sounds like between all of us, you actually kept up with the G.I. Joe books more. Uh, about that. Okay. I, I, I literally only picked up on uh, the Cobra Commander switch because uh, Baroness Commander showed up in a few issues for the Transformers. Uh, I'm doing a quick Google search. She is the current holder of the mantle of snake eyes. So I I saw a female snake eyes during the Unicron event and I was like, oh, yeah, that's a thing I heard about, but I didn't really hear about. So uh, that's cool. Um, TJ, how are you feeling about the synergy thing? Like, I I think it's also kind of neat that, like, for all the stuff that's a part of this, it's like also Jem gets top billing. (laughs) Like, I mean, like. I agree. I kind of agree with that because I've heard nothing but good things about this. And you know, if 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 you're highlighting female characters, I guess Gem is kind of the franchise everyone remembers. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't necessarily blame that. That 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 actually does kind of make sense to me. Yeah, I, uh, uh, and given how lauded that book is, like it, it also mm-hmm. makes sense to just you know pop that as the name. It's a cool name too. Mm-hmm. It is. Um. It sounds cool though. Like I'm, I'm actually really interested in this. I'm interested in seeing, you know, what like, a like a one last Windblade story. Like I won't be mad if it's Windblade in new DW as opposed to old DW. Like a Windblade introduction for the new story. Maybe. Uh, I, that wouldn't be bad. It's just like it would be so. I'm just like I know. It, I know Unicron number six was not actually all that long ago, but I'm like it already feels like it was a while ago and. I'd kind of like to go back home for an issue like that. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it it's just a. Nice. So you're. Would you rather a coda then? Like Not to the that, whole. We don't need a coda. I, I don't want them to coda it. I just want to check in now and then. You know, <laughs> I want to see how. Yeah, I, like I, I want to see how Earth's doing. <laughs> uh, but uh, Aaron, what, what about you? How are you feeling about uh, the promise of synergy in March? I I, th- I think it's neat. Um, different different ways to come at a bit of the maybe same old same old to some people. Um, I'd, I'd say are never not appreciated. Hmm. And uh, the autobiographical works I think could be real interesting too because like Marigreed Scott, like I, I I admit I'm focused on Marigreed over Katie Cook because I just know Marigreed's work better. Mm-hmm. But like like she alone has like such a storied career of working on a lot of cool stuff, uh, including like writing for transformers TV, uh, more often than I recall, like every time I go like, Oh, right. She wrote lots of episodes. Uh, I think there's, there's a, like, like from her perspective, also working on the first transformers book that was, uh, f- like 100% female creators down to the writer, uh, the artist and the colorist. Uh, there's, there's some really cool stuff in there. Like obviously Katie cook's got, got, a full story to tell as well and i'll I'll check the whole thing out but i have major biases and uh and i i just succumb to them i let them take me over um 
but yeah, any, anything else you guys want to want to throw out about Synergy? Uh, other than I'm sure we'll all remember to get it in March. Aaron? I'll, I'll, I'll try. There's a lot of stuff happening in March, though, so... <laughs> turns out. Yeah, it turns out. Yeah. Actually, while I'm here, um, did any of you guys check out uh, the GoBots book? Nope. Uh, a little. I read issue one. Is there, has there been more since then? I, I thought I had a subscription, but I haven't seen it ping. Um, I... Th- I think there's another issue. I saw issue one as well. I want to say there's been more. I got to go check. Cause I had a weird thing with my subscriptions where I felt like I had to go reset a bunch of them. Um, I kind of, I kind of dug issue one. I, I liked issue one of GoBots more than I liked issue one of GI Joe Transformers. Uh, I felt like GoBots was, it was definitely like the way that I want to. Now I forgot his name. You know, the guy who works on these, the artist writer. Mm-hmm. Now I forgot his name after I said his name five billion times. I'm going to go look it up. But uh, Tom Scioli, Tom Scioli, uh, the GoBots book felt like this is where I'm going to actually have like a touchstone with Tom Scioli. But also, the, like if I had a criticism and I, and I don't know how much of this dials back to G.I. Joe Transformers, the dialogue felt and it's weird. This is a criticism, but I don't mean this as an insult either. The dialogue was very heavy-handed, almost like a kid narrating a storyline, in a way, and it kind of worked, but it also kind of put a ceiling on the book for me. I don't know. I gotta, I gotta read more of it. I, I kind of dug what was going on, even though it was sort of like also it was, it was moving at a bit of a breakneck pace halfway through, where like suddenly the entire what I thought was going to be the story of the miniseries happened throughout issue one at increasing speed. Um, but yeah, I want to check in on that thing too. I couldn't remember where I was on it. Um, anyway, let's move along to, uh, some, Hey, are you guys ready to talk about MP44? More. It's the new masterpiece toy. More on 44. More on 44 is what, what the people who don't like him are calling him. Uh, so there's one little thing I'll throw in here because uh, last week's episode which just went up today when we're recording this uh i mentioned that like like if that trailer even so much if that toy so much as had sound clips at least i'd feel a little bit better about maybe even the trailer like i thought the trailer was gonna have a sound box in it and i was like kind of disappointed there was none apparently there are sound clips in the toy because takara tomi just put up three of the sound clips that are going to be in the toy and it's genda tesho which is what i wanted <clears throat> it's him saying megatron it's him saying like everyone transform it's all the stuff i wanted so sound effects wise they actually are doing what i wanted them to do so i'm i'm, I'm happy about that um do either of you guys really care about the sound effects as much as i do or am i the one in this boat no i i'm fine having toys that don't have sound effects all i kind right. of yeah kind of prefer it in the grand scheme I, I prefer it when a toy that's already this expensive had a little bit more tacked on because we wanted an electronic box and a speaker on it. That's that's what I want on it. Uh, I mean, hopefully that stuff isn't all in that backpack, but uh, I know it's not. But this, this, that made me a little bit happy. Um, I still think the trailer's the bummerest part, which is a shame because they also put out an interview with the design team and we got a translation done. And they spend a long time talking about how the trailer is the thing they're the most proud of. And I felt really guilty reading about half of this interview because I was like, that, that all makes sense. Like the trailer does have the, the thickness of the trailer is hard to get right because it is, you know, hollowed out and has to be a base. That's true. Uh, you, you put a lot of work into that trailer. It's doing a whole lot of things. There's, uh, you know, the it turns out that bit when the um, 
when the the battle the battle station thing gets onto some wheels, apparently it's meant to be the mobile artillery from Fire in the Sky, which I completely did not remember, and I didn't see screen caps of on Twitter. Uh, so that, that's probably why I didn't remember it. So I'm like, no, that's cool. And it's going to have magnets on it so that you know Diaclone people and the included figures can stand on the deck. That's really cool. I wish I felt like the trailer wasn't a ball and chain around the ankle of this toy still if the, the trailer did one or two things that were that were fresh rather than very expensively and perfectly doing all the things it usually does plus one or two other things then like i don't know uh cause this this is a really good interview and i think everyone should read this it's some really good insight into how that toy came to be um i just felt really guilty reading about all the, the stuff about this trailer that i don't like <laughs> um Aaron, uh, did you get a, a look at any of this interview? Yeah, I, I read the whole thing because it was in, like, the notes of what we were supposed to to read. Oh, you did the homework. And, I'm so proud. And I proud. did my homework while I was waiting for people to show up at not 9 o'clock, I guess, anymore. Oh, uh, it would have been 9 o'clock, but I had to... I, I had things? I had to go and poop. Oh. See, I decided to take care of my bodily functions beforehand. Oh, that, that way that's, I'd be ready. That's what I was doing. This one took me a little bit by surprise. It was about five to nine. Did you need the like episode a poop posted. knife or something to get it down there, or what? I was, I was just like, oh, stomach. Um, this is all great, by the way, for the audience to hear about. Yeah, that's uh, that's what they wanted to listen to the show for. Poop jokes. Well, that, aside from poop jokes, moron forty four. Am I right? <laughs> uh, how do you how do you feel about this interview? Did you get any any cool insights out of here? Um, I like that they talk about the whole reason why the, like, the, the specifically the way the, the, the transformation parts of it, like why parts of the cab end up in the legs. Yeah. And, it's, and, it's... and why, like, the cab windows explode around because, like, the windows are different proportions in each mode between yeah. truck and robot. So they went, okay, let's have two different sets of windows on this thing. Well, the the part when they said um, that the, the the red part loses mass and the legs gain mass on the animation model, th- therefore, we're going to have mass from the cab go into the legs. I was like, that's such a simple statement that was probably way the hell hard to execute on, but it, it's part of what makes me really excited about the transformation of the of the truck. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it, that that kind of intent is is beautiful to know going in. Um, also, I like the part where they basically said like, why did you make this? And they're like, all right, well, we started this in December 2016, and uh, they're like, the the first thought was to surpass um, Optimus 2.0, MP10, and I think it's worth pointing out how many times they're like, we weren't really sure precisely what surpassing it meant, because we feel really good about that thing. And then they specifically, like, we wanted to make it look like it was, you know, meant to go with MP36, which makes me feel validated. Um, and uh, And yeah, it's like... The the idea of improving a toy that a lot of people by that point really like is is all right. Well, we've got we got to do an aesthetic that we haven't done, and we've got to make the articulation more intense. Basically, like make all of its qualities more intense. Um, so yeah, I, I was I was into that. I also like the the I guess the interviewer. Um, I'm assuming is in house because <laughs> of the way that the interviewer is also like all this stuff is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, because this this is from the Generations book, so, uh, but I like how the interviewer is like, I almost forgot that there's an episode where he had a jetpack, uh, and then like, uh, what's with the Starscream head? And then so technically that's not Prime. And they're like, yeah, that's why it doesn't store in the trailer. 
<laughs> yeah. Because we didn't that wanna... that I did kind of like. You know, I could see them having like, no, you can kind of like tuck it up underneath the the trailer body when it's not. They're like, no, nope, it's not prime. It's not on there. Yeah, we want want a reason to not do more on this thing. Um, I'm standing up for your convictions or something. Yeah. No, my favorite my favorite question was question six. What an amazing idea. <laughs> it's like all yeah. right, you're in house you're in house. You're a coworker. I get it. Uh so but th- you know, they mentioned like they have to hide red parts inside blue parts and stuff. Um mm-hmm. and as a result, I think as a result, that's also how room was made for the tires to disappear uh the way that they do. Um so yeah, yeah I, I highly recommend checking out this interview. Um if only if you, if you're still frustrated that MP44 exists at its price point, like you know, it's a it's a worthwhile interview to read to at least get some designer intent. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, we'll see how the toy turns out uh, in August. I, I don't honestly, I don't think we have anything else left to talk about with the thing before it comes out. Now that like the generations book leaked uh, already. Um, because it kind of covers everything that was left to talk about. The way the thing transforms, at least in a teaser form, a designer interview, it has sound effects. Like, I think we're out. We're out of things to talk about with mm-hmm. it. Um, the only thing left to know is, is, like, what's the hand feel like? And we're not going to know that until August. Uh, more like September or later. And we're not all going to know that because we're not even all going for the thing. It's just me, isn't it? I'm just yeah, right that. now it's just me. Okay, well, yeah, okay. Well, whenever I get it from Amazon, we'll know. I guess. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, check out that interview. Um, check out the 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 Genda Tesho voice clips. Uh, the voice clip of him saying "Everyone Transform" is pretty cool. The voice clip of him just bellowing Megatron's name, like crosses a certain ham level, but then continues and then crosses around back over to the good side of the certain ham level. Uh, I, I dug it. Um, anyway, uh, we got us a listener question. Uh, it's a listener question from Inhuman Elm, uh, who says, Hey, Chris, TJ, Seth, Aaron, or some combination of the group, I have a few questions for you to sprinkle whenever, wherever you'd like, though preferably during the podcast. Question number one, what are some figures that you feel can fit in on a masterpiece shelf but are not actually masterpiece figures? In other words, are there toys that by aesthetic, scale, quality, etc. you feel would fit in on a hypothetical masterpiece shelf? And on the flip side, what masterpiece figures do you think uh, could belong with the layman's bots like Generations or Generations? The two figures that spurred this question were MP21 Bumblebee standing with my main Autobot crew and the official Bumblebee movie Takara exclusive leader class Age of Extinction Voyager Evasion Prime Legend Optimus Prime, I think that's the full title, looking like he could slip into an MP shelf if you squint and don't look too hard. Um, so Legendary Optimus Prime is a weird-ass toy that, in fact, yes, could slip into a uh, Masterpiece movie, I think, or vice versa. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, the one thing I'll say, because I was going to be cheeky, and I was like, uh, fit, fit in on a Masterpiece shelf but aren't actually Masterpieces... And then start listing the names of third-party toys that are designed to fill slots on a masterpiece shelf. But I'm not going to do that because I'm, you know, I'm a good person, right, Aaron? Uh, yeah, that's a cool way to say yes. Uh, must be what the kids are doing nowadays, Aaron. Uh, what are some figures that you, that you feel can fit on a masterpiece shelf, or what are some? Do you think there are any uh, masterpiece figures that I can th- go the other way? I think that the uh, like Rhinox and Rat Trap. From generations, oh, yeah, could kind of go up. Like you could do better, but if you've got a Cheetor and an Optimus Primal 
like I think that Rhinox fits in close to it. Like it'd probably actually need to be scaled up, probably about another fifty yeah, percent. Let's not be about the Rhinox but, is the one that <laughs> like like style wise and and look wise, I'd say that that's that's pretty close. If Rhinox stands really close to the camera, yes, put him <laughs> put him on two Apple boxes and have him have him slightly forward. Um, do, do the old John Wayne treatment. Yeah. Uh, no, the Duke, the Duke was always big, tall. Man, I don't know what you're talking about. America, <laughs> we never, America. Um, we never saw his legs. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's one that could like kind of be a step up. Mm-hmm. And I then Tomi thinks so as well. Yeah. And then for a potential step down, maybe the masterpiece sideswipe is starting to show its. Like it's still a masterpiece toy, but. Like, Masterpiece has gone past it now. And if we just go by robot modes, like a lot of Masterpiece collectors I find do, uh, you put MP Sideswipe next to Siege Sideswipe, and you gotta blink a few times. Uh-huh. Like, they, they resemble each other a lot now. Uh, so yeah, Sideswipe could make the, could make the downshift, I think. Uh, TJ, what about you? Do you think there's any uh, any toys that aren't Masterpiece toys that would fit in with Masterpiece toys, or vice versa, Masterpiece toys that could fit in with non-Masterpiece toys? That's. Hmm. By the way, are you can, looking, can you guys still hear the word masterpiece when I say it, or has it actually been filtered? It it's your Yeah. All right. I thought so. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm looking at the shelves right now. And it's gone. Hmm. That's actually kind of an interesting one. Um. Yeah, you know, depending on uh, how close you're paying attention to scale, there's. Uh, I, I think the leader class figures we've been getting for a while have been a. Pretty good, solid example. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, the leader class oh. Decepticon specifically, I think. Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, uh, six shot and Overlord are the ones in my head. Oh, yeah, that six shot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like he's not a perfect toy, but he he, especially the 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 Takara Tomy Legends version, uh, I think fits in perfectly. It's far stepping up. Yes, stepping down. Mm, I've always. <laughs> I don't know. I've always had it out for MP tracks. Everyone seems Ooh. to have it out for MP tracks. He 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 does do a lot of things that I would associate more with, you know, like a standard retail figure. There's cheats in his transformation that I was never really happy with. Hmm. Well, I, I, so for me, I think my my downstep, my masterpiece toy that I think I would put with with generations toys. Off the top of my head would probably be the Kawamori Starscream, the original masterpiece Starscream, because mm. he looks so different. He he aesthetically is way more of a Neo Classics design because it's like it's G1 Starscream, but modernized a bit. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of just a classics design, like Kawamori's classics design. So he's got he's got, you know, sword sheath chunks on his hips and stuff. But um, that, that's the one I downshift. I think the upshift I would do. Is the Takara Tomi release of Combiner Wars Devastator, Unite Warriors Devastator, with an upgrade kit, admittedly, um, but with that one, too, uh, is basically Masterpiece Devastator, uh, in my opinion. Um, to to do a Masterpiece Devastator would be to do Unite Warriors Devastator with some extra retooling, or, you know, to give it that le- the legendary Optimus uh, upgrade on Evasion Optimus. Like, that, that toy is perfectly happy on a Masterpiece shelf. And looks cartoony enough to fit in with current masterpiece. Uh, I can never say the word masterpiece again, unfortunately. 
because <laughs> now my mouth is even resisting saying it. Um, but hopefully we answered your, que- your first question there. Uh, we're going to move to your second one now. What are some of your Transformers-related hills to die on? I've got plenty, but one of the more prominent ones is that Beast Machines is almost as good as Beast Wars. And yes, I think the part about Rhinox was handled really well. Fight me, TJ. Uh, before you fight oh, him. no. Before you fight him, he then says, I'm going to jump on this great grenade before you say it. Beast Machines was my introduction to the franchise fiction, but I also watched the whole series a couple years ago, so I'm not... Uh, so I'm only partially, mostly blinded by nostalgia. I swear I wanted these to be shorter. Apologies, but I hope you all have a wonderful time in Human Elm. Uh, so, so yeah, um, he, uh, I don't even re- necessarily remember all of that. I, I remember the writers saying, well, Rhinox was once evil in that episode where he was evil Rhinox. Therefore, the seeds were laid for him to turn evil again. He just remembered what it was like being evil and was like, you know what? It was kind of nice. I think that was what the writers said. Like, you didn't have to put the seat down after you were done. It was... Yeah. I don't know, TJ, you, like, you, don't, you don't have to fight him. I wasn't really in the mood to, anyway. Alright. You know you know what I would fight someone over? I have a lot of hills down, but one of them... I read the canonically, like... Was it, I don't remember where I read this. I was flipping through Wikipedia stuff. And I read that in some side story somewhere... They were like, canonically, Rhinox, uh, Rhinox's very spark was obliterated while he tried to shepherd someone sparkless through something or other. And I was like, well, that seems dumb. Don't do that to Rhinox. But I can't remember where I read that anymore. Is that some fun pub side story text uh, adventure? Possibly. I can't remember. I, I don't want to look it up right now. But um, TJ, since you didn't fight him, I'll put you on the block first. What's a hill you'd die on for Transformers? I'm trying to even think of one. Well, I mean, off the top of my I head, might... off the top of my head, you still stand up for Energon Wingsaber, right? Yes. Like, that's kind of a hill to die on. I mean, that that pause was him finding his cutting knife. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, finding? I keep it on me at all times. <laughs> No, uh, that that is kind of what in I guess in general I tend to come to the defense of Energon toys a lot. Yeah, I mean, especially being the bad toy guy, I get so many requests for things like Ironhide. I'm like, that Ironhide's fine. Yeah, there's nothing. There's really not nothing really wrong with that toy. And I say the same thing about Wing Saber because his articulation is horrid. I'll give you that. I have said as much in the past. That's a toy that's asking a lot of things at a relatively small price point for what it's doing. Like that is that is a toy I view as an accessory pack with a bonus robot mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, I, when I when I think about hills that I would think TJ would die on, I'm like, well, TJ is one of the only people I've ever met who, after the 2010s, still kind of sticks up for Wing Saber. So that, that's probably one of them. Um. Yeah, uh, I don't want to try to think of more, because then I'm just like, how else can I throw my fellow podcasters under the bus? Yeah, uh, formulate my opinion for me, podcast man. <laughs> if you have any more hills, though, to die on, like, just pipe up with them uh, whilst whilst you assemble them. Aaron, what's a hill you would die on? I don't know. Apparently you have, you have one for TJ. What's mine, do you think? <laughs> Yours? Um, <laughs> I'm already laughing. <laughs> It's not even transform. I was going to say, you think that helicopters are real? 
it came to my mind so fast. That's why I'm laughing. Because it's okay. like, it's like I, I, I like how that was my subconscious reflex answer to that question. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. There's, there's plenty of things that, like, I'll... I'll I'll talk about. I know that uh, on a oh, while guesting on another show, because um, I, I had to do my uh, state mandated uh, community service time. Um, like I, I think that frequently we uh, in the the greater fandom, like I I know that we weigh a lot more than we used to, but I still don't think we weigh nearly as much as some people believe. But physically, the, 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 the like retail wise. Oh, okay. I was misconstruing not, not that like, hard. Not I was like, like, not like we're getting fat. <laughs> I thought I thought you were like we aren't fat. None of us are fat. And I'm like, Aaron, no. I, I... Well, the the specific <laughs> the specific thing was on uh, the transmissions podcast. The uh, apparent Walmart exclusive Optimus Prime cab only. Oh, I wanted to touch on that anyway because we were talking about the MP44 trailer. Hey, perfect timing then. Um, so that like that, ca- that cab only is looking to be like $50. Yeah. And, and there were some people that were up in arms that like, no, that's way too expensive. We've gotten, you know, we've, we got the whole transformer plus a comic book, plus a DVD, plus whatever else 10 years ago for $90. So this at $50, it's like, well, inflation's a thing and the cost of toys has gone up more than inflation. And the cab only Optimus Prime at Walmart is not for collectors. It isn't. It if collectors buy it, that's cool. But how many how many G1 Optimus Primes do you have? Yeah. Yeah, like No, se- serious question. How many G1 Optimus Primes do you have? Oh, me. Uh does G2 count? Yeah, it's it's that uh, that mold. That oh, cab mold. I have two. You have two? You, so but you don't I, have a you don't have an Ultra Magnus? Oh yeah, I have three. So you've got three of those cabs already. Mm-hmm. Do you need another one? No, no. Uh, I, 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 when I saw people getting mad about a the lack of a trailer and b the price, the price, I was like, well, yeah, that at a glance, that is kind of steep, fifty bucks. I thought he was going to be closer to forty, so I was, I was kind of right. taken aback. I can figure it out, you know. Um, it, yeah. I, I, with the longer um, smokestacks, I wonder if those are newly tooled for the American release. Um. You know, long that's a longer discussion. It's just yeah. idly, I wonder. Um as for like him, you know, not coming with the trailer and I saw I saw, you know, angry reactions to that. I was kinda like it's kinda like, y'all, how many times have they reissued that toy only ever with the trailer? Like mm-hmm. the novelty is that this one isn't with the trailer. And if you need the right. trailer, like go go to a message board and say, I'm looking for an Optimus Prime trailer. Right. You know? <laughs> like it doesn't matter. And and also, like th- it's not like they've never reissued the trailer. I don't know. When I saw the, when I saw a lot of reaction negatively to the lack of the trailer, I was like, I don't know. I was, it was one of those times, much like with the MP44 thing, where maybe I'm a little bit too judgy. I was kind of like, I was like, do you, A, if you're mad about the lack of a trailer, do you also want this? And some people do, and that's fine. That 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 completely mm-hmm. makes sense. There are going to be, be people who wanted this to have the trailer because they don't have one with a trailer, and they were hoping this is going to be the time. And and I get that. Yeah, I, but... I mean, I, I I I do get that too. But it's like, so I've got uh, two Pepsi Primes, I've got an Ultra Magnus, I have the like book style reissue, I have the 
one of the New Year's reissues. The I have. Of. Yeah, well, because they, they did like two or three of them, right? Because yeah. um, I have the one that came with the uh, Action Master and the mouse pad. Uh, I've got, um, I think there's just another straight up reissue. I have so many Optimus Prime cabs. It's like, I'm not going to go buy another one because it's the same thing in multitudes. And everyone should, every Transformers fan should get a chance to own a full Optimus Prime. It's just, I think right. you, do, you do have that chance regardless of this reissue. And, mm-hmm. and also, and I don't think, I don't think many people think this, but just in case, if they did have the trailer in there, no way that toy was still going to be 50 bucks if the cab is 50 bucks. But man, yeah. like, the trailer is going to, is going to bump that thing up to being 150, I would bet you. If it came out at Walmart next year. Yeah, at Walmart, because, like, I guess a good portion of what Walmart looks like for their price isn't necessarily just the inputs, but, like, the shelf space. Yeah. Like, that has got X shelf footprint. It should be, it should cost at least Y. If Devastator was, how much was Devastator? I want to say it was 80. it was like eighty or ninety, yeah. I, yeah. I never, I never saw any locally to if, to say. So, if Devastator was eighty or ninety, Optimus Prime is going to be one twenty at the least. Mm-hmm. But I would bet one fifty with the trailer. Um, and maybe that was proposed, and Walmart said we don't think we can sell that. So then it was proposed. Well, without the trailer, would you do fifty bucks MSRP? And then Walmart maybe was like, yes, Optimus Prime. Ah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I get, I get, because I guess this cycles into what I think one of my one of my hills to die on is, which is, um, uh, how do I put this? MP44 conversation was an example of it. Uh, one of my hills to die on is that. Um, uh, I'm, this sounds real jerkish when I try to say it. Now I'm thinking about it. I was gonna say that my hill to die on is perspective is really important, and I only say that because I feel like a, like a lot of times like. And when I have the conversation and it goes lengthy, sometimes I get the reply of, like, I realize that at the end of the day it's just toys and this is just me not getting what I want. And I'm kind of like, yeah, and, like, I, I feel like that's more important than, than like, getting mad. Because uh, I, I currently live with the perspective of, like, getting mad is, is, uh, is a, a fairly large use of one's finite energy uh, in, in their existence and mm-hmm. and I think that like I th- I think that le- like you know vent like, yes venting is is good but like at some point it's like to me anyway and this is just me well that's why it's my hill I die on uh, venting about this kind of stuff in that kind of way with you know that narrower perspective is like I don't know <laughs> to to me I I like put it on this on a similar level of like I'm, not a similar level but it's. It, it feels like, you know, chain smoking to me in a way where it's like, you know, do it, but you know, you're, you know, expending yourself, right? Like, and, and in the case of chain smoking, there's actual chemical addiction involved. So that's a much worse thing. So I just can't, I can't think of a better a, or a better metaphor right now because because I'm drowsy and I, have, I still have a bit of a stomach ache. Uh, but yeah, my hill to die on is kind of like, you know. Have have more perspective about everything. Uh, that's that's one of those like noble hills to die on, and I don't like that because that's really um, I'm doing this for you. <laughs> yeah, like having a noble hill to die on is a really egotistical way to answer this question. I want to think of a more petty hill I have to die on. Uh, man, what are my petty hills? Come on, Aaron. Surely you remember one or two. I I must have. 
been petty on here before. Uh, um, what's the last letter of the alphabet? Z. No. Well, that's not my hill to die on about Transformers. That's any friggin' you, you know. You were asking for hills, man. Any hot-blooded Canadian. I've heard, met Canadians who say Z, and I get mad at them. It's really, it's really stupid. <laughs> They're like the, I, I, you know, I'm doing the the A through Z. I'm like the A through Zs. They're like what? I'm like you're a Canadian. A through Z. <laughs> just, just uh, not not their face. I'm not that rude. It's usually the table in front of me usually gets a good fistful of it. Um, well, like I guess one of them is like, uh, um, my little hill to die on is that toys. Who, Transformers toys whose transformations suck uh, are inherently flawed compared to ones whose transformations are good, even if the ones whose transformations suck uh, look better in both modes. Um, and by transformations suck, that's the very subjective thing where I have to like the transformation, and it's <laughs> big capital L and big air quotes like. Mm-hmm. But th- that whole thing where I'm always like, uh, what if Toy World's Devastator wasn't six hundred bucks? What if it was two hundred bucks, but was just a giant Devastator action figure? Um, and then if you don't like that idea, do you transform yours very much? And if the answer is no, never, then I'm like, please explore. Tell me what you're talking about. Oh man, this is becoming another one of those heroic hills to die on. Mm-hmm. I have I have crappy ones. Right, Action Master Elites are actually good, uh, and the Action Master uh, story idea is really worth exploring. I think that's one. Uh, if you leave out the penis monster and uh, the underage looking nature of some of the artwork, uh, there's a really cool story inside Transformers Kiss Play. There's there's one. That's okay, a yeah, stupid that, that, hill that's, a, that's a stupid that, hill to that die on. Yeah, that is. That is. Yeah. I found it. Yeah, like if you leave out the gross stuff, there's there's stuff left over in Kiss Play that's pretty cool. Uh. Granted, that's like telling you to ignore the water in a rainstorm. But, you know, I guess let's make this heroic again. I guess some of us have the focus <sighs> to be able to ignore such such paltry things. Uh, to find the art within. <sighs> uh, did either of you guys come up with any other hills to die on? Not off the top of my head. I think you just outhilled us. Well, I can keep hilling. Hang on. I know I've got more hills. There's always the times where people are like, this toy is the toy of the year, and I'm like, nah. Uh, well, I don't know, if because I'm just going to get into third-party stuff, where it's like, I think fans' toys is immensely overrated, but that's no longer becoming a hill to die on, because whenever I say that, I get, like, more people going like, yeah! Like, same thing with NECA, whenever I'm like, I think NECA toys are no good! And I'm, like, getting ready to get punched in the face, and then I just get people going like, yeah, man! And it's like, alright, well, it's not a hill anymore. Uh... I think uh, this is. I'm trying to formulate a new one. Uh, no, because when I said I liked Cyberverse, a whole bunch of people went like, "Okay, finally you got caught up on Cyberverse." Man, all my hills are old. I have a bunch of old, mm-hmm. egotistical hills. I don't have any good, proper, degenerate hills to die on. Oh. Someone think of some for me, and then I'll probably get defensive and go like, "That's not a hill to die on. That's fact. That's the Viacons were the best characters in Prime." Is that your hill? I don't know. I was just trying to come up with something randomly to see if you'd jump it. Yes. Oh, I because because I, I don't really think they were the best characters. I think they were the best toys, but I don't think they're the best characters. Yeah, they, they were good uh, toys. They were good toys. Those are really good toys. I mean, is that a hill to die on? <laughs> the the print <laughs> deluxe vehicon was a good toy. I know me and Aaron are the only ones who ever thought this. <laughs> uh. Anyway, I I want to keep digging into my own. 
psyche. Psyche here's, and here's what we'll do. TFCon LA will just find a nice, calm, comfortable room, sit in, just talk a little bit, talk about your mother, talk about your father, find the hill that you want to die on. Here's my hill. Here's my hill. I don't then, have an ego. I'm completely, even though I want to spend time on a Transformers podcast talking about my neuroses, and even though half my hills to die on about how smart I am, I don't... And then I, we'll I, somehow re- roll it back into some Freudian thing of it's, well, it's because your your mother didn't give you something i don't know your mom's pretty cool yeah. uh, i don't know i don't know how i'd blame her it's because your father that i'd never met so he's obviously a horrible person <laughs> or something i don't know <laughs> see you can't even no you can't even you, we can't even find a, a, a yeah. proper freudian things my mom's too cool so yeah. like because my mom's too cool you know that's that's really my hill to die on that i'm like no i don't think i really have that much of an ego i just make everything about myself and all my hills to die on are about how smart I am and how I wish everyone else was uh, huh, smart. Uh, nah, I can't think of any other ones. Nonetheless, uh, thank you for the question, Inhuman Elm. I enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, if we still have any listeners on this episode, we're about to do what we got this week. So uh, let's let's dive into some Transformers. Uh, TJ, did you do any Transformers acquisition uh, this past week? Um, You could say that. You could say that, mm-hmm. but would I mean it? So uh, basically, if uh, if it was Siege and Hasbro Toys store put it up, I got it. No, oh, I, I have a little story about that I went into last week, but I can I got some stuff from that I didn't talk about last week. I can talk about here. Uh, Aaron, just quickly, did you do any other sieging? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I thought we were speaking English on this podcast. <laughs> We now communicate through shaking boxes and slapping tables yeah. and th- throwing feces. Uh, but that's hard to do on the internet. No, actually, it's not. It's really easy to fling shit on the internet. Well, I mean, you know, physically and audibly. That's my that's my feces fling noise. Hang on, I gotta write a time code down. Yeah, you do. Uh, <laughs> Make you work. Hey, hey, I'm changing up my audio uh, system. 11, Spent a little bit too much on a different podcast. 20s. Aaron said the S word in brack in uh yes in quotes. Good. Aaron said the sword. Um, yep. All right, let's talk about some siege stuff. Uh, just just so I can get out of the way. I'll I'll start with with the things that I didn't talk about last time. We but we are we can all talk about them. Uh, let's talk about those micromasters. Yeah, I don't like them, but I'm going to collect all of them. Really? Because I like the Micromasters over the Battlemasters. Oh, no, I'm the other way. I'm the other way. We got hills. We got hills. Are these hills, though? I'm just going to say the build on all three (laughs) of the Battlemasters is like bad 3D printed toy. At least the the three that I got, they're super loose and all the joints. Granted, when they tab together, they're solid, but I, I, I I like the weapon effects. Those are neat. The way the that they interact with the other toys, those are neat. But like the, the weapon effects are basically what is bumping them up for me. Uh, it's that plus I find the MicroMasters immensely boring for the most part, or at least um, four of them. The planes are cool. I yeah. like the planes. Okay, I'll, I'll say, like, okay. 
the planes got such a high like personal grade that that put the whole micro masters above battle masters i'd say like the planes and then the the tank team the military vehicles you have just, to say the military vehicles yeah the, if you're the, gonna the tell me the cars team, are good no in not, any way. not the cars okay. I, I was trying to decide like <laughs> the tank team just above the battle masters then the battle masters then the bot bots I got, then the cars. Because here's what I have to say about the cars, because there are reasons to like them that are all perfectly fine. Nostalgia, obviously, uh, yeah. which I have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They're painted yeah. beautifully. Uh, the paint budget on all the MicroMasters is one of the best parts of the MicroMasters. And th- that's it, unless you just think cars are cool. Their weapon mode's garbage. Uh, their car modes are fine. Their robot modes are... F- their robot modes are the pinnacle of we put someone else said this and i was like oh it's so true the the pinnacle of we took g1 put knees on it and let it do an a stance because that's literally all they can do is they have mm-hmm. knees and can a stance the knees are pointless uh they, they can't look around uh they have no elbows they're one of them the gray one his shoulder joints are useless as well <laughs> and the combined mode is a joke which i thought less of a joke until I combined the other two teams. And I was like, oh no, the cars are just bad. They are very bad at this whole thing. All right. And then you roll that all together with the part where aesthetically they feel like completely alien toys from a different Transformers line that they just don't fit in at all with the rest Mm -hmm. of the line. The weapon modes are their one piece of integration. And I think the battle masters do the weapon modes better. So I don't know because the, the micro masters, Everything people like about them is true, much like with the Prime Masters, and much like the Prime Masters. I'm like, I'm going to end up collecting these, because there's going to be three a wave, and I'm going to keep wanting to see if there's going to be cool ones like the Jets. Uh, Which I guess makes them better than the Prime Masters, in that there are two that I think are cool. But, uh, yeah, I I am all ready to poop all over the Micro Masters, let me tell you. (laughs) Not in real life. Couldn't tell. Yeah, I mean, TJ, do you like them? I don't want. I feel. I feel like maybe I, I painted you in a corner here. <laughs> TJ's just admit. weeping about how we're just Shut down up. on his opinions. <laughs> uh, I will admit, nostalgia comes into play a lot because most of these MicroMasters I had as a kid. I think I still have them somewhere. I keep meaning to dig through bins and mm-hmm. do comparison shots. Uh, you're right in that the cars are not good. Uh, I like I, the only the best part of the thing I love the most about the cars is the fact that Road Handler came first because I look at that head, I look at that face, I look at the colors, and it's still just like I saw, just when I saw like digging through bins and finding the G one Road Handler in my adulthood. Yeah, that I, is that is it is straight up like this is what Cheetor was before the Beast conversion. I think that's why I'm so hmm. mad at the cars because I like Road Handler a lot and I'm I'm upset that road handler is the second worst micromaster <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i'm also because i'm like if road handler ended up with elbows and could look left and right like i want road handler to friggin uh you know do the the wrestling comic from whatever like yeah you know and and obviously like i don't want them to be super articulated like third party toys because i know that's not reasonable i just look yeah. at the parts count on them and they have so many moving parts for often a pretty crap weapon mode and and so I'm like, man, like, cause cause the planes, um, use their transformation to acquire joints that make them uh, more 2018. Is how mm-hmm. I put it. And mm-hmm. 
the cars are so dead simple to transform. I thought it would be a shoe in easy task for them to just like, you know, f- pop in a couple separate forearms, you know, and, and like instead they've got the, these complicated double hinge backpacks that I don't think they need and these flip out pegs for a really stupid mode that no one's ever going to use seriously. Yeah, so I'm yeah like, it, it's yeah. a rough thing where it's like and the the tanks, I kind of feel like maybe a little bit more for their individual weapon modes. It, it's a little bit of extra, like, I get what you're doing, but, like, it, it's fine if these just had the combined weapon mode. Well, not, yeah, like, the, not com- the individual the com- modes. Like, the way that the swords are. Like, yeah, I guess you can kind of have them be individual swords with the jets. Kind of, sort of, those pegs are, are sized so that it works like that. I guess. Yeah. But like it's better when it's just big honkin' sword. When it's when it's improved Star Saber. Cuz yeah. the, they're really yeah. good at that. They are really good at that. Uh that's that's why I'm so freaking down on those cars. Those jets are so good. The cars are just like inexcusable. I'm like, I'm like I, I wonder cars... if this will just be a case where most of the stuff has with Wave 1 where they like tried two or three different things out. Yeah. Yeah. And and well, I would I, I, I would hope that as they were going through it, they're like more more like the jets, more like the battle patrol, less yeah. like the race car patrol. But we no, needed three things in wave never one, like the race car patrol. And no, <laughs> I mean those are some of the most well known micromasters, so I guess they have to. Yeah, yeah. Like, but so it's, it's just, like, also just nothing about the race car patrol is hard. Like they were the easiest one to do, and it's like. Meanwhile, one of the jets has this incredibly involved the purplish the more purple one has this mm-hmm. incredibly involved transformation with his legs folding up on himself and tabs locking in everywhere and I'm like I'm like he's doing all this and is a better toy. In the meantime, the car legs fold over and then the weapon mode is peg folds out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like anyway, folds the back of I'll the stop. car out and the two divots that kind of keep it together also maybe I guess yeah, those are gun barrels. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what those are. Yeah. Like for me, like for me, the Micromasters in general, like, yeah, they are a little bit better. They're a little bit better than the G1s. They got, you know, they're a little bigger, a little bit more articulated, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, they do feel very much the same ish. Yeah. And, but for for me, they got elevated a lot when I found out that they could actually use the effect parts from the Battlemasters. Mm hmm. I mean that that, like, that just, helps a ton with with especially the car's gun mode, so you can tell what's supposed to be shooting. Well, the gun, well, the gun mode, yeah, that helps. <laughs> but just like, but like finding out you could put them in as thrusters on the jets was like awesome. Yeah, like I, I would buy uh, a bag of multicolored copies of those effect parts. Uh, yeah, I love effect parts, and ever since we saw the reveal of this whole line, the effect parts were kind of the, the first thing I was super excited about. Uh, yeah. It's like you know, you know what I want is like I've got these figures with a bunch of pegs. I'd really like to have just like a ton of these blast parts. Just looks like they're getting shot up from every direction. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like they feel nice too. Like they're the right kind of squishy, where it's like this feels like it'll sit nicely on the peg and not like you know snap the peg off or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I'm not gonna leave the military guys out. It's just the military guys are so middle of the road where I hated them and then started to like them when I realized you know how they're supposed to transform. Um more so than when I was trying to just, you know, futz it out. Uh, so the military guys also helped a lot when I figured that when they combine for the weapon mode, you're actually supposed to, like, the brown guy's arms are supposed to come out so that those tabs on his shoulders can line up better with the slots on the other guy's shoulders. 
Um, still wasn't like the best. Like that gun mode, when I put them together as a combined gun, tends to come apart if I bump it. Uh, I do like the look of it enough to where I'm like, just like with the jets, like I really want them to come out in a unified color scheme at some point. Yeah, I mean, like, I I would. If the, I was yeah, sad. if the jets if the jets got if the jets get Armada Star Saber colors yeah. at some point, then the military team needs to be like a nice like black and silver deco. Yeah, like like Star Saber redeco of the jets is like my that would be a top priority for just like some goofy recolor somewhere. Uh, I mean, we do have this uh, we we do have this little thing on Hound's packaging that might hint to some Unicron trilogy characters that might work for that. Yeah, they accidentally gave him Armada, uh, well not Armada um, it was what, Cybertron, Cybertron Defense. Cybertron Defense Hotshot's head. Yeah, Cybertron mm-hmm. Defense Hotshot's head, and I'm like, yeah, yeah that works. Give him a different foldy thing on his backpack so it's not a Jeep but it's like an enclosed, you know, like mini tank. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like ditch the weapons and give me those two big red cannons of his. Yeah. No, no, that's, that, that, that kind of stuff excites me. And, oh, you know what? Do him as, as a pack, uh, instead of a pack with a Battle Master, it's like a pack with, you know, Micromasters. It's the two Jets as the Star Saber. And, hey, I wonder if they're going to do that. I should go find that list. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we talked about the Micromasters. We could also bop over to the Battle Masters. I got those, uh, actually, thanks to a uh, listener to the podcast, Random Factor, on social media. Um and uh, I actually really dug them, although everything Aaron said was also kind of right. Mine don't fall apart, but they do feel very candy toy mm-hmm. uh, in yeah. their build, like very candy toy in their build. But I, I all- think it's between the finish and some of the like super extraneous details, because like it doesn't need to turn into a thing other than a gun. What what I liked, and on mine at least, like all the tabs and slots are tight, and I really liked oh, yeah. how everything actually tabs together. Because my my biggest problem with those Legends Target Masters that came out over the last what was it last um, the last year, you know the ones the how Japan got like actual Target Master figures, mm-hmm. um, those things barely tab together at all, and I really didn't like it. Uh, they just didn't feel very good turning into guns they felt like a little man folded in half but then like in a in a way where i'm putting the gun in and i'm moving the little arm around and stuff uh i loved that like the slits on the sides of the hip ball joints are used as slots for tabs on the arms Mm -hmm. um so i i like the the weapon transformations so much uh and also they're less expensive than the micromasters uh i believe yeah um so like as a whole, their price point hits me a lot better than the MicroMasters. Because the MicroMasters are like, when you get good ones, the Jets, then like, okay, this works. But it's a gamble, because it's like, you could get the Jets or you could get the cars. And I'm like, at that price point, I don't like that being a gamble. Uh, yeah. With that wide a margin, <laughs> you know? Um, what about you guys, though? Any, any like, did you did the, the Battle Masters, Aaron, it sounds like they didn't... Necessarily, you don't, you don't dislike them, but they didn't. Click yeah, they, they don't. They don't resonate quite so much because they are all. They just kind of fold over. Yeah. Um, I I do like the gimmick with the effects parts on it. Um, I wish they weren't such soft plastic. Because the ones that came with Fire Drive, the two blasts, mm-hmm. they're they they kind of point in their own directions. Oh, and no matter how you try and like rotate them to like look like they're shooting in the same direction, they don't really. 
that's so dynamicism. Like if you if you go ask like a comics uh, artist, it, it, it's it's like he's cross-eyed. No, it's, it's to get, you know get that dynamic action in the panel. You know, go ask Rob Liefeld about the the panel layout of a good yeah, dynamic action sure. panel, and it would be good. Um, TJ, what about you? How are you feeling about the Battle Masters? Uh, I I very much feel they just they're just there to fill a role. Like mm. I, I I feel like the purpose more than anything is to just give all the old Titans Return figures the weapons that they didn't get to come with. In a way, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's something like I feel the kind of the same way as MicroMasters. It's like, well, we need stuff for the small price point. What haven't we done? Yeah, th- there's so, like, there's a sense of indecision between the two of them that kind of bugs me. Like, like for as much as I like bits and pieces of each one, I I am a little critical of the fact <laughs> that both of those things are in the same line. Because mm-hmm. the MicroMasters feel like they're trying really hard to fit into the line by doing what the Battlemasters do as their main function. And so right. I'm like, if we have Battlemasters, why do we have MicroMasters? And if we have MicroMasters, why do we have Battlemasters? I feel like the Battlemasters justify themselves more. The MicroMasters do look and feel better. Uh, I, I, yeah, they're they're kind of messy. Much like the Prime Masters, really, except now spread across two price points. <laughs> They're kind of like, why do you exist? <laughs> yeah, I just, I just wish they did a little bit more. You know, more than just make me feel like this. This is like six, seven pieces of plastic with like one hinge as part of the transformation. I guess I, I like them more than the MicroMasters in part because that's all they are, but the price point matches it. It's like this is just this. This is an accessory pack, um, and I'm, I'm into the idea of robots turning into weapons thematically more than just these ones are tiny um as much as the the minicon part is cute on the micromaster side like there's there's plenty of good in both of them uh i guess i it's still a real fresh wound that 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 car micromaster two-pack uh i wasn't expecting much out of it but man i was let down by that thing <laughs> thank, thank goodness it was the first one i opened and i opened the jets last then i had i had the nice upslope um but anything else you guys want to throw in about the Battlemasters or Micromasters? Or... Uh, no, not really. Yeah, I'm good there. And why don't we bump over to the ones that I talked about already uh, with my experiences. Uh, did either... Actually, I, now I'm trying to remember because we all got Siege in multiple podcasts over a while. The Deluxes. For whom are the Deluxes fresh? Uh, fresh for me. I do not have Hound, though. You don't have him or you have him and you haven't talked about him? I, I do not have Hound. Okay, but you talked about the rest of the deluxes you have, right? I no. want to say you don't. You haven't. No. I thought we talked about. Oh, okay. No. We did just talk no. about the Voyagers on on the last episode. The shop in town had them, and then I got Cog, um, but his markup was four dollars on top of the already like twenty dollars that deluxes kind of are now. Hmm. And so I was just like, eh, I'll just get Cog. And then as I was going home from that, I got a text message saying, hey, Target has got Sideswipe and Skytread. And I was like, I guess I'm going to Target then. And then I went to Target then. Well, I'm guessing, TJ, you went to Hasbro Toy Shop, right? Because if you did, then you and I probably did the same thing. Which I'm not supposed to have done because I'm in Canada, but their whole system was busted. Um, so, Aaron, I'm not saying you, you got a, a raw deal, but 
Like, well, yeah, were... it was. It was like later I had somebody message me and like, oh, they're up on HTS. And by the time I went and looked, Hound was sold out. And I was like, well, thanks for well, nothing, they, jerks. They weren't just on HTS. They were also up at nine ninety nine on HTS. Yeah, because someone forgot to put the one in, and then someone busted the twenty percent off coupon so that it gave Canadians free shipping and American uh-huh. taxes. And my two, bo- they shipped it in two boxes because I put in two orders. I paid no shipping, and each of those boxes said the shipping was at least thirty bucks a piece. I caused Big Hasbro a whole a whole <laughs> little dent in their shoe. I felt really uh, self righteous. Um. So uh, okay, if we didn't talk about any of, any of the deluxes, then um, let's start. Let's start with a weird one. Let's talk about Cog. Cog is the best one. Don't say the weird one. Well, he's also the weird one. No, I I'm want. Just... I want like. I want like four more Cogs. I'm, I'm not weird. Isn't bad. I'm just saying of the deluxes, he's the weird one. Of the deluxes, your face it no. So <laughs> no, I I really. Like I figured I was really gonna dig the the whole weaponizer gimmick out of mm-hmm. it. I did not realize how much I was going to dig it. Um just the whole like there's two or three different things to do with each set of his ex- like of his parts. Um the the whole way that you can make like his upper torso either a shield or kinda like a weird punch daggery thing maybe and uh, just the different ways that everything can assemble together to to make different uh like on the instructions it has like attack mode or defense mode mm-hmm. um it was was interesting and then like it led to a moment of sadness that the voyagers have two peg holes on their back rather than the one in the center so because i was I was I was trying to do a thing where like it has the over the shoulders using the the hips and feet like making some sort of over the shoulders gun thing for prime but it was like all weird and and sideways cockeyed trying to get it around the head the same way that it is for like side swipe. Yeah. So I was just going for like fine he's got a weird big double cannon I'll I'll peg the feet together kind of over the other shoulder. It's not as cool though. I'm, I'm man. I'm glad people are digging Cog. A lot of people are digging Cog because I like I like Cog. Although this is this is my new hill to die on. I only want one because he's a person. His name is Cog. He's an individual. Uh, although I I get why you'd want lots of Cogs. The other reason I only want one right now is because I'm like, come on the different color schemes because there's what three different color schemes for Cog due yeah, to three there's... different Fort Max releases. So so we wait for them to release him in different color schemes is what I mean. And, and there's going to be two other fully new weaponizers. And I'm kind of like, like, I think it's cool seeing like like four what cogs it, stacked on somebody. But I'm like, what if you got 18 guns, not just six guns? Because I want to wait. I want to wait and get six gun and brunt and then see how things look. And then go like, OK, now do I actually want another one of these to, to bulk someone up? Uh, You're going to be at like 24 guns. And... Just like each one of them is on a limb. Yeah, each one of them is a limb. I'm making a gun spider, a triple decker gun spider. See, three times eight is twenty four, and you said twenty four. That's why it's a triple decker <laughs> gun spider. Um, that's why I kept working that number up. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, well, you're enamored, uh, TJ. How you feeling about Cog? Uh, I'm feeling really, really good about him. Like. To view him as a normal Transformer, yes, he's weird. 
He's he's definitely the odd one of the bad. It's not a bad thing. No, <laughs> it's a compliment. No, didn't I just defend a figure for being an accessory pack disguised as robot? Yeah, except Cog does mm -hmm. it better because he's also a full on transformer. Yeah, yes, because he is. Yes, he has. He turns into an accessory pack, but he also has like a very rich level of articulation. Yeah. Like that was what surprised me. It's just like he's like he breaks down to all these parts and turns into all these different weapons, and he still has a waist joint, neck joint, all the hinges I want. Yeah, I I also loved that his transformation. He actually has to split apart, and then if you want the two vehicles to go back together, you still have to split them apart to form the legs such that that little tab is facing forward. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I really like that touch because it also makes it feel like canonically Cog has borrowed Duocon technology. Like it feels like Cog just borrowed technology from everyone. He borrowed Battlemaster technology. He borrowed Micromaster combination weapon technology. He borrowed uh, Skytreads Duocon technology. He's just mm -hmm. like I'm taking it all. <laughs> uh, I, I dig him too. I think he's also one of the best painted figures. Um, although all the deluxes, the paint really worked for me. Given how much yeah. I was crapping on the battle damage, and I do think the battle damage looks still kind of uggo on the Voyagers, on the Deluxes, the battle damage, maybe because of how they do it, it just looks like paint apps to me. So, like, all the stuff that's supposed to be metal is dry brushed metal, and I'm like, huh, it's shaded. <laughs> like, it's not, not as messy as I thought it was going to be. Uh, like, I would still prefer the battle damage not be there at all. Yes. Uh, like, I'd, like, I would like that paint budget added into other things, but... Yeah, there's a very nice level of paint. I was happy to see things like uh, the hubs on the wheels painted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that's the first thing they skip every time. Like that that budget up um, to be the, the conjoined release for uh, for Japan as well. It feels like uh, what we are getting in North America as a boon is lots of extra paint. Um, even more so than before on Siege. Like, you know, Sideswipe as well is freaking covered in paint. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Cog is cool. Uh, I still haven't tried Cog out on it. I've only used Cog's instruction book um, arrangements and on Sideswipe because I heard from someone that he works the best on Sideswipe. Uh, so I actually haven't tried him out on anyone else yet. Um, not sure if it's going to feel like more awkward on on Hound or Skytread, but I'll mean, see. Uh, speaking of Hound, let's leave Aaron in the dust for a second. Uh, sure. <laughs> TJ, Hound. Now... Did you get your hound during that magical glitch day on Hasbro Toy Shop? Uh, the one that is apparently still there. It's all out of stock, but it's all still listed 10 bucks. Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, that and the Canadian uh, yeah. shipping. I still can't believe they actually <laughs> shipped that all to all of us in Canada. Those of us who got in on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything, everything I got came from Hasbro Toy Shop, either with a 20% off or that lovely little glitch. All right. I mean, I, both, right? Like you could put the coupon on. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. $8 for the new deluxes. Yes. Absolutely. Like I have to remember that every time I start beaming about them because it's like, I know these are 30 Canadian in tax for normal people. <laughs> right. Right. It's like, we have to curtail this a little bit. Um, but yeah, Hound. So friggin' Hound. The guy who I've been personally backhanding for the last few months, ever since the reveal, suddenly transforms a lot. And I'm like, hey, I kind of like you. Like, that transformation <laughs> is legit. Yeah, it, it's a really solid transformation. He, he is a fun figure to work with. And I was like, I was one of those. It's like, 
you know, I've got I've got the Universe 2 Hound that like fits right in with the classics and like I I I don't need an upgrade. Like I'm just getting this guy just because hey, it, it fills out the wave and you know, might as well just get it. Like No, he's he's a dead solid figure. Yeah, I mean I I would dare say the worst thing about him is that oh, also he's Hound. And that's not like Hound sucks. It's just like him being Hound is the least important part of that figure for the reasons I like it. It's like it's like the transformation is so good. The two modes are so good. Okay, this one happens to be Hound. That means when this is Cybertron Defense Hotshot, it's going to blow my friggin' mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm really eager to see this guy as a different character. Bad as that sounds, because he still makes a pretty good Hound. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good Hound. Like, he doesn't have box feet, and I know that's a thing. Um, mm-hmm. So he's, you know, a good, what, Alternator's Hound or whatever. <laughs> Uh yeah the, the yeah the Jeep Wrangler yeah um but yeah Hound uh I think if it, like I I was I was going over it and I, I agreed with people where it's like if you can only get one toy in the line uh Hound is probably a really good one or one deluxe in the line mm. and then it's like if you can get two deluxes Cog and Sideswipe but if you only get one then Hound is just a good Transformer full stop. I'm trying yeah, to actually, uh, I'm trying to figure out what Cog would be like if I had only gotten Cog, and it's it's hard to think about. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I can't I, I can't quite parse that one because he is a really good robot mode still. Uh, he's, he's still really good robot, but he is not in any way a traditional transformer since he retains all of his part forming. Yeah, and and I really wish. Cog had had a hinge for those shoulders to fold up rather than unpeg and repeg. And I, yeah. I looked in there and yeah. I'm like, no, I, I see why, because that space is very much taken up by the hinge for the gun mode for his upper body. Uh, but I wish that hinge could have done double duty for the shoulders somehow. Um, but, you know, that's 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 me wishing it. I'm sure someone with graph paper and a CAD machine was like, no, we tried. It doesn't line up. <laughs> um. Yeah, Hound, Hound's a, Hound is a butt kicker. Uh, anything else about him you want to hit, or shall we let Aaron back into the conversation? Uh, yeah, let's let's let's, say, let's let Aaron back in. I feel the, like well, there's not much to say about Hound other than he's great. Let's do that sideswipe then. Sideswipe is like gonna be the best spy changers deluxe ever. <laughs> Uh, all the, so Sideswipe is like like Hound's transformation, incredible, but Sideswipe's is also kind of incredible in the simplicity way, where it's like Sideswipe is like the pinnacle of the pull legs fold hood down transformation, I think. Yeah. Uh, like, it's just, it's so well done. <laughs> yeah, uh, my biggest issue with Sideswipe is just that like um, is it just me or if you don't work his side flaps always the right way at the right time it gets a little bit janked up oh yeah i i checked the instructions and they're basically the best way to do it which is you fold when you go into car mode you fold them down at the very end and then okay. you, you start going to robot mode by using them as the first unlock basically right because yeah when i transformed them without instructions the, the freaking little bits on them got totally janked up and i was like what's going on here yeah because <laughs> because there's there's like one of the layers goes over the top of it yeah and so those bits are, are basically like the first or the last step right uh and then, and then they make more sense 
I, I, I do think, especially standing him next to Cog and Hound, Sideswipe looks like he got bonked on the head hard enough to shrink him slightly. Yeah. The, <laughs> the other thing that I kind of wish Sideswipe did, I wish that it wasn't like two 90-degree bends for for his cab cut or for his hood coming over. Oh, okay. Yeah, I kind of yeah. I kind of wish it was that like it went a little bit further down. Yeah. Because cuz from straight on like the front of the like the hood where it meets up with the windshield like covers his chin down. Yeah. And it'd be nice if he w- if his like head was like up more. Yeah. But that's kind of what I mean is like he, he's got this weirdly squat look that yeah. doesn't it's not apparent until you have him next to the other deluxes. And I guess it's not two nineties, it's just one hinge that's hundred and eighty. I was seeing the the white stuff that his Oh, okay. His his uh hood connects to. And and yeah, it's just like if that sat just a touch lower and also the battle damage never existed. I well, don't mind his on, battle damage. On on him it's not bad because it's almost more like a uh Yeah, it, it's a it's a dry like brush a, highlight. Like a dry brush highlighting. I just wish yeah. it was like one of my legs, it is so obvious that it was just like brush dip blarp. Oh like, you got a, you got an uneven one. Like well no, it's that it's all even. Oh no, I mean I mean you got you got it such that one of the legs is painted almost looking different than the other. Yeah, they're they're both like it's man, I would almost wager like with the way that all of the 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 uh the battle damage wash paint is, I almost feel like I can see exactly how like because the toes line up with the shins and my bet is that like those come in as one assembly and I can almost like see the arc of the paintbrush from one to the other. <laughs> <laughs> like there's just somebody that has really watery paint and just like flip flip yeah. flip flip or even worse yet maybe some just machine that just like does that occasionally kinda, somebody just like loads it loads the next one loads the next one i kind of lucked out i think on my hound and sideswipe because like they just their their battle damage spots just look like really well done custom highlighting mm-hmm. um although yeah like 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 I said, like whereas my cog, for instance, I thought there was just paint splatter on his arm, and I looked at it because it's, it's literally his battle damage on his arm is like you know, there's just like one streak, and I'm yeah. like, huh, <laughs> I guess he fell down once. Yeah, uh, kind of had that slide down a hill. Like, whoa, what? Uh, okay, no, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, no, uh, TJ, any any other thoughts on sideswipe from your end? Uh. Thoughts I give at all because I didn't speak that whole time. Uh, Correct. I will, <laughs> I will give. I, I will. I, I will. Uh, I, I will uh, agree with Aaron as I really wish that the battle damage was not on there at all because I. I've got one. I got one panel on his leg where everything is just kind of whoosh one direction, and then on the other leg, it's like someone just I don't know dropped the paintbrush. Man, I have hmm. my new hill to die on. I like the battle damage on Hound and Sideswipe. <laughs> well, th- well, my 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 issue with the consistency remains, and that he is pristine yeah. in many locations, and then just for some reason, it looks like he waded through mercury. Uh, also, if I had your guys' situation where it it sounds like one of the legs also just looks markedly different than the other, 
Uh, I think I'd be singing a different tune. Now I want to go look at mine and see if I missed something. Like aside from that, I'm I'm really happy with the figure. I do like the robot mode. I like the transformation. There's an efficiency to it that I appreciate. And in person, like the vehicle mode works for me a lot better than I saw from pictures. hundred yeah. percent agree. Yeah. Yeah. It even the robot mode, when I say it looks kind of squat, it's like from some angles, it looks real squat. And then it like morphs almost as you turn them. It's like the classics hot rod. Yeah, yeah. Kinda. Yeah. But no, that, that that vehicle mode is is like way more killer. Yeah. I think that the the red being like in production so well done around it like elevates it a lot. Yeah, and like from photos it was hard to tell like just how a lot of those elements would come together like like you look at like the windshield and the hinges and they're attached and all this and it just looks like black swath through the vehicle and I'm like mm, like I, I I'm not sure how that's actually going to look in person. It looks fine in person. Yeah. And you can just like stick his little his uh, his one or two guns on like the side of the thing, and it just it it looks like a little alien battle car. Um. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get all let's get the guns out proper. TJ, let's talk about Sky Tread. Mister Duocon. <laughs> it's 2018, and there's a new Flywheels toy that I really really like. Yeah. Uh, that, that dude is, 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 man, like the, like, okay, everyone I think has the same problem, um, physically with them, which is, like, it's an easy con to point out so we can get out of the way. Maybe your guys' are different, but I checked some reviews. The, the tank turret cannon in the central peg position, Mm -hmm. okay, so it just doesn't work. Like, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the other thing I've had an issue with the tank part is... The hips have to be aligned just perfectly for the flaps to entirely close. I got that, too. Like, yeah. one yeah, side will flat. pop up a little bit. If you sit there and you kind of... The the way that I found that kind of shortcuts a little bit is you get it to where it's supposed to be. You hold those flaps down, kind of squeeze everything, and kind of give it just a tiny little left-right wiggle. And the couple of times I've done it that way has been enough to, like, get it... Either either I'm just forcing it all together the right way doing that, or that little like little just kind of wiggle it against itself is enough to get the perfect angle to get it down. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a bit of a hinky bit. Um, on the bright side, you just take his two guns and put them on the peg holes on either side on the tank mode, and it still looks completely fine. Yep. Uh, TJ, what about the how, how are the the fold downy clippy flap bits? That's long. How are those working on on yours? <laughs> uh, it's working fine. All right. I mean, like, like on mine, like yes, those 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 flaps for the tank are really tight. It's just yeah, I have to get it. I have to push them just the right way in order to lock them in. But they do lock in. Mm-hmm. Oh, and. Uh, I don't. Uh, it's 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 a little loose, but uh, the middle peg works fine for me in the tank. Yeah, that's like the spine of the tank, and, and yeah, on mine too. It's like worst case that thing still holds it together enough that's not like it's it's not falling apart. Uh, the the clippy part of those flaps is like interesting, but it's super weird and it feels almost kind of new as an idea. 
like having mm-hmm. a friction mm-hmm. clip there. And I think that's, you know, the after effect of that is it's kind of hinky. But the, the jet's super straightforward. The whole transformation is is uh, is delightful. If, really, if I only had like, one major problem, it's that I actually I wasn't sure how to get him in half because I had just been working with Cog a bunch, <laughs> and I thought maybe he was going to work similarly. And then it, and like I just had to pull, but I was like, I have to pull really hard to get this to come apart. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't like to go together quite as well as uh, the previous two. Legends version. Yeah, like they kind of just went and then yeah. with, with Sky Tread, it's kind of like you get it just it kind of feels like you're yanking a bit, I find. Like TJ, mm-hmm. is yours similar or? uh kinda, yeah. Alright. Like I I I I eventually get it into a more comfortable rhythm where I know how to wiggle it the right way. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, also it's friggin' flywheels, and it sounds like you're about as jazz as I am. Of like, yeah, we we did it. We got flywheels and battle trap. Mm-hmm. We we did it. Yeah, we we the fandom succeeded. There's nothing left to do to make this a good fandom. We we got our duo cons. <laughs> yet another. Wait, how did this happen? Yeah. Also, yet another. We finish what we start. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the thing about him, I guess, I like him a lot, but I would never put him at the top of the list for the wave for me, but I don't know how much of that is because I am over the shock of the duocons existing to the point where I'm like, I'm like, no, there, I expect these, I expect these to, to be here. He's an expected toy. It feels really weird to me how I'm not like pushing him right to the top of the list once I had all four in hand, I don't know. Like TJ, are are you in a similar spot, or are you are you saying he's he's upper echelon? I mean, for me, it was just weird in general that we even got him at all. Yeah, because it's it's such an out there gimmick, and as far as G one toys go, uh, they're not the best. No, they're, uh, they're weird, and they feel like they're from a different toy line. But mm-hmm. we, uh, yeah, <laughs> we figured out how to make them feel like Transformers now. Um. And I'm actually curious, Aaron, because, I mean, obviously you like Cog the most. Uh, is Skytread your number two right now? Ah, <sighs> oh, man, it... Yeah, yeah. Yes, also... and, <laughs> yes and no. Can I, can and I blank it? Can I blank like, it with this? Sky, sure Skytread sits beside Sideswipe, but for different reasons. Because I, I think as a blanket statement, we could probably agree, even though, Aaron, you don't have Hound yet, this Wave 1 of Deluxes was a friggin', like, ballpark home run of four mm-hmm. really good figures, uh, especially when they're with each other. Like, this is a good Wave 1 of Deluxes. Like, there's no, there's no um, you know, soft, wet fart amongst them. It's like, no, there's four completely different good toys. Uh but I, I I know there are folks for whom Skytread was the number one. I just wasn't sure if it was going to be one of you guys. Yeah, no, Skytread, I mean, I, I enjoy Skytread for sure. I think that the couple of, like, hinky things with his tank make him, like, B-tier for this. B-tier among good? Yeah. Uh, and TJ, you were saying? Uh, for me, like, He's probably up there with Hound, and what because he's got a a couple issues, but what bumps him up is the fact that he's still compatible with Battle Trap. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, th- that is definitely cool. Um, but I, like, the way that he doesn't go together nearly as well as Battle Trap does. When when I got him apart and I looked at the shape of the peg, I actually had forgotten till then. I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> what's up? road trap i forgot about you (laughs) i mean because every time i go to do it it's the way that like battle trap was was it almost seemed like you get just the two of them near each other and it would go together and like you've got to work a a bit more to get it together and i'm not sure if that's on the tank side or the jet side or or what it is i just got to install some magnets maybe all right shave a bunch of stuff down install some magnets and then give them cog go-go boots i mean i guess if we're going that far like i mean i I don't know what to say because mine goes together fine well this is like me with my side swipe whose battle damage looks like beautiful custom highlight paintwork right like Uh, I I think there's a chance that Skytread because the, the way Skytread's socket folds away into the back of the of the jet, um, I think there might be either some slight deformity or some flash going on in there because that's what it feels like on mine. Like it feels like if I went in there and actually like checked the flash lines, I could probably mm-hmm. you know just like get rid of whatever the obstruction is. Um, any other? Uh, we did the four deluxes, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, all right. Aaron, I I feel like you talked about the Voyagers. Am I wrong? Yes, I have. Okay. Um, and I talked about... No, I didn't talk about them. So, TJ, the Voyagers. Yes. Uh, I want to get Megatron out of the way first. Because I like him, but I don't think I like him as much as everyone else does. <laughs> I, I do like him. He is a solid figure. I do feel like uh, he... Uh... He takes a lot of shortcuts in order to make sure he still looks like that G1 character. Yeah, and, and also his transformation, it works every time, but every time I feel like I'm doing something wrong, is the way I would put it. It's, it's mostly the way that the upper body collapses. It, mm-hmm. it kind of it always works, but I still don't feel confident that I'm the one making it happen, I guess is the way I'd put it. Like, it just feels like I'm kind of mushing it and then eventually it clicks into place. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's that it's the, I mean, obviously the bit where the, the flap that his head is on doesn't really click into position. So if you bonk him on the head, his head retracts. Uh, and I looked underneath it and it looks like there's vestiges of tooling down there from something that got removed. So I'm like, there probably was a little tripod or something in there that they cut for yeah. budget. And I sure would like that tripod to be back. And then like, this is petty. His ankle tilts feel awful to me. <laughs> <laughs> they feel really in a line full of really nice ankle tilts his feels so bad to me because it, it's not just that they're kind of loose when they're unlocked to tilt but like that locking click feels like something off of like a, a budget live action movie toy oh yeah it feels like, terrible I, yeah like i heard that click when i tried to tilt his ankle for the first time and then I couldn't re-click it back into place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, no, no, this is like, I'm in there, like, pushing a, like, a toothpick through the hole. Just, like, push it, push back in, catch the latch, do something. Also, the, the bit where it gets kind of loose when you unclick it to tilt the ankle. Yeah. Between the looseness and the noise, I thought for a good half minute I broke it. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe he didn't have an ankle tilt. Whoops. <laughs> uh... 
Because otherwise, there's lots about the toy I like. It's just like those things, the the ankles and the head platform are kind of critical on me for like, I I don't like having to worry about that stuff when um, the other ones are all so good at being smoother experiences. Uh, And my one other little petty thing, and I promise it's my last one, because I I, I really love the tank mode and I I love the articulation on him when it is all in position. Uh, I thought his sword was going to transform more um, such that it would be kind of usable as a gun in robot mode. But like when you position it to be a gun, the sword bits are, are sticking so far off of it. I'm like, you, you kind of, this should just be a sword. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the only other thing you do with it is you rotate the blades and make a massive claw out of it. Yeah. But then it's so close to looking at the sword, I'm kind of like, I think the sword looks cooler. Maybe I'll just keep it as the sword. Like, I I feel like all the sword engineering is more so for it to be the tank turret than anything else, and that's probably true. And that's not even a bad thing, but I'd, I'd really dreamt up in my head that that sword was going to do more. Uh, yeah. I mean, just the idea that the tank turret becomes his G1 sword that they never include in anything, I think is... It's, it's, it's enough justification, I think. It is. It's really cool, and and I like that the sword also works quite well if you just bolt it onto his forearm as like a a, a companion piece of the fusion cannon. It's like it's on the other mm-hmm. forearm. Um, I think that's a good look. Uh, but like the the way that dude poses, like even though he's the more awkward one of the two Voyagers, like even he has those qualities, right? Of like, like his silhouette just looks like it was sculpted to be in that position most of yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just, he strikes me so well as, like, okay, this is Megatron. This is not just, like, a reimagining of Megatron. or This is just, like, another universe's Megatron. No, this is the Megatron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he just has this super solid look to him, where even, like, simple poses have that imposing imagery. Yeah, and he's he's capable of subtle posing, too, which I really like. Um, the heel, the heel pieces on him because they they're so solidly built. Like you can use them to kind of bipod his feet in walking positions. Uh, yeah. and it looks so good. That that head sculpt is tops. Um, and yeah, he's just he looks so like he feels light because he looks like he should weigh like ten times what he does. Is the best way like it's a compliment really like that like. They get across a sense of weight with his with his um, shape uh, that goes well beyond what's 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 feasible for a Voyager. Okay, right. Like yeah. I, I love it, and uh, and someone pointed it out. I think General Techno pointed it out on Twitter, and I didn't really notice it till he said it. But I, but like his tank mode is also big. Like I kind of didn't think about it, but I was like, wait, this is a Voyager, and this tank mode is like way the hell bigger than Prime's truck mode. Um. There's there's a lot of impressive stuff going on with him. Uh, I just wish those ankles... I, I think if there's one thing, it's that I wish those ankles... I'd accept the head platform jank if the ankles didn't feel so chintzy. Because I'm, I'm a little legit worried about them in the long run. Uh, it's just the specific noise they make is is such a, a specifically bad noise. Yeah. Uh, is that... Oh, is that the ankle... No, 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 no. Okay, because it's over vo- oh. it's over VOIP, so it all kind of gets squished. It is it is it is Megatron, but those are not ankles. Okay, all right. Uh, I I also I do love that the backpack stuff just tabs the hell in and stays there. Like for mm-hmm. all the moving bits in his torso, it just goes like ka chunk. 
Um, especially that, that friggin' clever solution to having the turning turret. Uh, yeah, was, yeah, which I think I think I've seen I think I've seen similar stuff like that. Like Combiner Wars did the they did the turret as well. Um, they just really janked the shoulder position. Uh, yeah, yeah. And th- this Megatron that. does have a kind of weird. Sol- I, I was I thought that the shoulder position on this Megatron was gonna look worse in poses, but something about it like flows still. Yeah. Um, but I, I also like like talking about flow. Let's. That is a. I think that's a really good Optimus Prime that they made. I think they made a very, yeah. very good Optimus Prime. It's yeah. Good figure. Like they actively were like, listen, we're doing the thing we always do, but what if we do it so well that you like it still? <laughs> like even the alien but, bits feel good. Like I love how they just say, well, we're gonna do this whole series where it's like it's pre-Earth Cybertronian forms, and then they just. They just make a straight up, you know, Peter built with a few guns. Yeah, and then and then they, you know, no, wear... it has a different top. Come on, and and that top, right? Where MP forty four is like, well, we got to move the mass into the legs. Um, Siege Optimus basically does the same trick, but because he has an alien backpack, they're like, we'll put all the mass into his backpack and forearms. Because like the way he mm-hmm. transforms, I'm like, man, this is completely this is this is MP forty four's distant cousin, like. I'm not as I'm not as big on the the big backpack flap that he has. It looks like he's wearing like 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 how a kid wears a towel as a cape. Is you saying that's not cool? Like... <laughs> Chris says as he slowly takes the towel off his shoulders. I'm not confirming or denying. Uh, uh, but beyond that, like I do like the transformation a lot. I like how it incorporates the door opening on this chest. Yeah. And 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 also the way that like instead of like having to kind of like there have been optimuses which in a way or you know one way or another you're kind of trying to align all the chunks together to form the cab. I love how smoothly the cab is like it's it's made of external panels but they come together in a certain order that just felt really good. Um like the way the cab seals up makes me mm-hmm. really happy. Uh also that weapon. I love how the thing just like curls up on itself. It's like here, it's an alien trailer hitch. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like I like the idea that he's just got this shield with a bunch of blast points you can peg the effect parts onto. Yeah. And just Yeah. Yeah, that that Optimus is dead solid. Like the worst thing I have to say about him, I think, is that I think his battle damage looks poor. Uh because in part because it's like silver and gray splattered on red, but there's no contrast lines. So it it just looks like silver. It doesn't look like chipped paint. It looks like someone splattered silver paint on him. Yeah. Uh, It's too much to ask, but like the way that that kind of weathering looks good on red is if the silver spackles then have a thin black line around them or a thin dark red line around them. So it looks like they're under the red instead of on top of it. Um, He and Megatron both. I don't really care for their battle damage. I think it it does bring them down uh, from where they could be. Yeah, Megatron just has. It literally looks like it took a, like a paintbrush with a glob of silver and just like waved it in front of him really fast. Yeah, whatever hit him, that's what went to the factory. Like on him, it's 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 like both better and worse in that on him it's also like gray and silver stuff sprayed on a mostly gray guy. So I like I, mm-hmm. I, I some sometimes I'm just like, are my glasses dirty? 
but yeah, that that Optimus is is gorgeous. The butterfly joint is really nice too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love how I like how much on his figure, especially, goes beyond ninety degrees. Yeah. Like when they said they were like putting emphasis on posability, like that's where it really shines. And 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 like if if one can remove some of that battle damage, I do think he's a very legitimate alternative, like a budget alternative to MP44 that accomplishes a lot of the same robot mode stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh and and he, he just yeah, he he is a really good figure. Um he is actively combating Optimus Prime fatigue in the fandom. Uh <laughs> And I like it because I'm like, no, I like good toys, too. And if that means if it means Optimus Prime toys have to be super good to justify themselves, then like this is me doing a big thumbs up. Like, yes. Well, I mean, well, I mean, for a while now, it's been like, here's Optimus Prime, but he's a triple changer. Here's Optimus Prime, but it's uh, the Power Master. Here's Optimus Prime, but he's a combiner. Like, there's the trick. Like, they're all they're all G1 Optimus Prime, but they always have to throw in that little trick to him. It's just like, this is just a good Optimus Prime. Yeah, this is five. This is like five years of us kind of building up knowledge and and experience and tricks, uh, and we're just gonna make a really solid Optimus Prime, and then we'll put these things on his forearms. <laughs> it's like it's like when Hasbro, like when you hear the reports of like when Hasbro asks, like, how did these classics toys turn out so good? And Takara's like, we didn't put a gimmick in. Yeah, like, that's why they're good. <laughs> Twelve years later, <laughs> let's try that again. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and and just like the really clever like geometries as well, like like the simple mechanisms, but it's all been planned out so well that it just works. Um, mm-hmm. Oddly, actually, the shield, like the way that those two little things can just rotate out of the shield, and, and then it it totally looks like an axe head now. Um, I, I really like that. I wish the things that rotated out were 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 more bright orange, so it would look like they were straight up blades. But you know, whatever. Um. Yeah, that Optimus is good. I think a lot of people will agree. I don't think we're like you know breaking new ground there, but <laughs> it's a they made a good one. Um, mm-hmm. Is that all of Siege? Because leaders aren't out yet, right? So yeah, lead, yeah, we don't have leaders yet. All right. So throughout all of this, and something I noticed as I was going through this big box of new toy, uh, and something is like it took a while to dawn on me, but then I really, really appreciate it when it did. How many ball joints did you find? Oh, very few. Yeah, like on Deluxes and Voyagers, it's literally Prime and Megatron's next. That's it. Man. Yeah, I knew about the next, but yeah, you're right, because everything is a is a pin or a or a, a, a hinge. Or both. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, it's and, and it's also like with good tolerances too. Like like the only things I want to tighten on these are some of Cog's peg and hole connections, which have nothing to do with his articulation. Uh, and then some of them, as I tried out the pegs and holes everywhere, I was like, well, actually, these do fit some certain holes really well. So I, I have to be kind of cautious what I tighten if I do tighten anything. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, the actual joints and moving parts all felt fantastic on these for me. And, yeah, you're right. Like, they, they got away from, yeah, like the, la- the, the entire previous trilogy was just chock full of ball socket joints uh, for the, the hips and shoulders and, and yeah. necks. Like that's where I that's where the higher price point is completely fine with me. Yeah, well, like because it felt like we were just using ball joints for as much as we could just to simplify the engineering. It, like between that and the like really obviously higher paint budget, uh, the higher price point. Like 
I, I I don't want to just say like it's good that they're charging this much because like obviously it sucks that deluxes are more expensive that they are now just solidly thirty dollars in Canada, but it's like I feel like they're working hard to justify it. The toys are shorter, but they are packed with more like you're saying like more moving parts, more non ball socket moving parts. They're covered in more paint. It's like the I feel like the give and take still is is reasonable. Um. And it, it feels more reasonable than on some other toys that had that give and take, like the the movie five toys, the deluxes, where they had the, the you know the premium edition, uh, and a whole lot of them didn't feel super premium. And it was kind of yeah. like I feel like I'm paying for the box, and I don't like that. <laughs> oh, speaking of the box, the the freaking blacklight messages as well. Yeah, I felt so bad. Like that's cool, but. I don't have space to keep boxes because of these blacklight messages. And Sigh. I don't have a, I don't have a bl- I don't have a big enough blacklight to read an entire message myself. I have a blacklight like pen flashlight. I have a tiny blacklight that that's, that's meant to cure um, a filler material, so I could look at okay. one. I could look at one letter at a time. I discovered. Uh, I'm just gonna slice those panels off the boxes and put them in a Ziploc for a little bit, at least until I I get a hold of a bigger blacklight and maybe film it or something. Because uh, it's just the one panel, at least. It's not like the entire box. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like it's I think overall, Siege Wave One is a winner. Mm-hmm. It, its weakest mm-hmm. parts are all the cheap toys. Uh. So it's not perfect, but. It's it's landmark figures and it's 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 you know the meat and potatoes the deluxes and voyagers are friggin' solid as hell I would say any of them are a good you know good buy if you like how they look, uh, yeah friggin' siege, looking forward to those leaders, um let's just say any other transformers what we got this week, bot bots lots and lots of bot bots I cheated and I still have, I still haven't opened them because I don't know if I should stream them because I cheated. But I cheated and I got the rest of the of the blind pack single guys. Did did you get? Did you just go to to Toys R Us and say I want all of them? No, the Toys R Us didn't have any more after I bought the last four. So I I went to Walmart and saw an end cap full of them, and then I I pulled out the list of codes and I looked, and yes, there are just oddly hand scratched numbers on the card surfaces. So really, I just grabbed all the ones that match the codes of the ones I don't have yet. I haven't opened them yet, but okay. I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna just cheat this. Uh, I, did, I did not realize that they had hand scratched codes on there. There's so there's all kinds of codes printed on the single the single blind pack bot bots on the bottom right corner of the back of the card, as though someone scratched on it with a pen that had no ink in it. There's a number on each one, like just straight up numbered one through twenty whatever twenty four. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Yeah, like the, the list is out there, and apparently it's accurate. I I'll find out when I open mine up. Uh. But yeah, if you just if you decide you don't want to play the game anymore, you can just do that. Yeah, because we ended up getting bot bots from a couple of different WalMarts in town, and I don't think we ended up with any dupes. And I mean, I've got that like the shaking sound that you were getting earlier. That's all bot bots. Like I think oh, we, may, I think we may only be like one or two short of everything out of the single packs. And uh, by the way, I should say T Formers got up a ridiculous, friggin' ridiculous guide of how to collect all of Wave One. Uh, it's actually really hard once you get out of the single pack blind bags. 
Uh, oh yeah, because there's going to be plenty of like when you get into the five or eight packs cr- or whatever. Five packs, eight packs. And yeah, that, that, that there are a bunch of things that are duplicates. Yeah, yeah there's there's cross pollination everywhere. On the bright side of the twenty four single pack blind pack guys, I want to say like something like eighteen of them are are unique to the single packs. Mm-hmm. So going completest on the single blind packs is not necessarily a bad place to start. Um, but after that, it's kind of like just accept you'll have duplicates and figure out how you might want to repaint those dupes if you don't want to just give them away. Um, but yeah, uh, I from on my end, I think Siege is that 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 kind of is my Transformersing. Um, I'm just looking around to see if I forgot anything, but I don't think I did. Uh, oh, I did get a new third party thing actually. I should mm-hmm. dig up dig up my picture. Uh, TJ, was there any other Transformer stuff on your end? No, that was it for me. Yeah, I I only asked that, but obviously, like if if dear listener, you're wondering this, it's not like I expect we got lots of other Transformer stuff because basically in the last what three or four weeks we each all got minus one figure in Aaron's case the entire first wave of Siege that's out right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my, the last episode with Seth, I was talking, I think it was then or maybe a previous one. I in the last few episodes, I've been talking about how much I like Magic Square stuff. Uh, they're a company that are doing a lot of really good legend scale toys, uh, where it's like they're doing, they're mixing pocket scale with current masterpiece in a way that works and has really good hand feel. So I got, when I ordered a bunch off of Baba Bobo there during a, an eBay coupon, one of them was sent in a separate package for whatever reason. So I got the two pack of Magic Square's, uh, Beachcomber and Sea Spray. Uh, it's the only one that's a two pack. Everything else is single packed. Because uh, these guys are a little bit simpler than uh, Huffer or the Cars or Ultra Magnus, but only a little bit simpler. They are still really good, and they still both have the Magic Square thing where where the transformation, the hand feel is super good. The robot modes are pretty darn poseable with ankle tilts. These ones don't have ab crunches, but they still do have waist joints. Um, but the, the, the way I would describe the best side of a Magic Square transformation, it does the obvious G1 transformation... But then also, whenever you think you're done, there's always just one more step. It's like on Sea Spray, it's like, you're kind of just doing that transformation, although his legs don't retract. Instead, the entire upper body double joints down to swallow his upper legs. Uh, but then, like, his heels, his heel extensions do a... a um, like a 270-degree rotation to then cover the sides of the boat mode. It's really simple. But it, it, it clicks together beautifully on those tabs you can see on the uh, the sides of his, his legs. Uh, Beachcomber, though. So he transforms almost identically to the G1 toy. Like, his, his arms do, do a slightly different motion. But everything is... The geometry of everything that's happening is so precise. And you are folding, you know, an extension out of his inside of his legs. But, like, it's, it's a really quick, easy, excellent transformation. It seals up perfectly and it's just like this is an 80s cartoon drawn dune buggy uh Hmm. it's glorious that beachcomber is incredible uh the sea spray is nothing to 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 bite your thumb at it is just a shame that you have to get him to get at the beachcomber because i know not everyone is down for more sea sprays there's lots of them now uh but anything Magic Square does, like they their stuff is some of the most pricey pocket scale stuff for you know the the size of what you're getting. But I always feel like the money is there because it's like all of their stuff, at least you know all their Autobots transform so well. 
Uh, it's everything I thought I was going to get at a DX9's Warren Pocket after the, the Blur and the Ironhide. And I feel like DX9 Warren Pocket has dropped the ball since then. Not very hard, but just far enough that I've, I've often been disappointed by their stuff. Uh, Magic Square is filling that, that itch real well. Um, their Trailbreaker, I think, is an, an achievement. Uh, their Inferno and Grapple are also pretty darn good. This Their Trailbreaker, I think, is the one that has wowed me the most so far. I still haven't gotten a hold of Huffer or the Lambos, but I have a feeling it's still going to be Trailbreaker for me as probably the most Magic Magic Square experience. Anyway, had to share that. Uh, also, it's just nice to have like a, a fancy little beachcomber who's also, as you can see in the photo, about uh, 2.9 inches tall. Uh... And he's all articulated. But that sounds like that's us for Transformers what we got this week. So let's let's real quick, partly because I think I gotta use the washroom, uh do some off topic what we got this week's. Um Aaron, anything on your side? Um no. Tentatively. Well, that was quick. Uh yeah, no. Well I got Sma- uh, I got Smash, but I've not gotten the chance to play it much. I got a I got a Hasbro copy of the Metroplex cards. That's still on topic, man. It's Transformers. I got I got a copy oh, yeah. of it too, but I already had it, so I'm not sure what to do. Um, keep one stock so you can always run it against whatever the 2019 starter deck is if they do a start- 2019 starter deck. Yeah. Uh, that thing I found uh, top loaders for those locally. Not the perfect size. Metroplex's card is about <laughs> six by eight. I found six by nine top loaders. Yeah, I've got a top loader that's like definitely too big, but then it also fits inside. Uh, of like an 11 by 17 size sheet that I have. So it goes in the binder yeah, in I'm, between I'm, things rather than trying to find some other box to protect it. I'm ordering a binder pocket um, with a zipper. Okay. To put uh, Metroplex in any other. If they do more giant Titan cards, I'm going to put them all in the same pocket. Uh, the bigger the top loader is, though, the bigger the foof you get when you slam them mm-hmm. down, you know? blow away all your opponent's cards uh other than that i uh i got a starter for it because it was kind of cheap and someone when i bought an issue of white dwarf said it was a good game and they they just picked up 40k as a license i got a starter for for dice masters i'm gonna give that a shot um because i've read up on how that game works and it seems like it's a pretty cool game that's just got like real badly done release schedules holding a lot of it back but uh you know it was like it was like just under 40 bucks for the starter and uh, I got to organize a bunch of little dice with 40k symbols. That was fun. But uh, that's about it for my off-topic. TJ, what about you? Any any off-topic on your end? Um, I did some. I did right. some off-topic. So, I had to put some of it together, so I guess that doesn't count yet. No, no, that's but... that's okay, because I, I think I've got about 10 minutes before my stomach will explode. Good, it'll just make this 11 <laughs> minutes then. So... <laughs> Uh, I added to the Tiny Arcade Collection. Mm-hmm. I was super mm-hmm. happy because they made three more. Excellent. So, uh, at the moment, I have Frogger and Dig Dug. I would actually get may- Frogger. <laughs> Dig Dug's the nostalgic one for me. I'm just happy that they did the way... Because like, the last two is like two Pac-Man games and two like Space Invader clones. Yeah. So I was I was very happy that uh, the, the third one I had... The third one I haven't gotten is Galaga, which is another Space Invader clone. But yeah, for these two, like this is more unique games, so that that made me happy. I'm happy they continue in general. I want, I want a whole like arcade full of these. 
Yeah, I kind of thought it would stop after one wave, but if they, especially if they just hit all those classics, then like you can probably get a good set going. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Beyond that, um, uh, let's see. My HLJ order came in, which was full of uh, EX ride watches, and all pretty much do the same. What you'd expect. I I got six of them and I haven't opened them yet because I'm waiting to get the <laughs> thing to put them in. Because I'm like, if I open these, they'll be harder to stack. <laughs> So I'll yeah. leave them in the box until I have the thing that I can clip them into. The only one who does anything unique is double, because when you plug them into the driver, it'll change the LED color to match the rider's main color. Whoa. And double does not do that, because double alternates between green and purple. Okay, that's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, so they made him a little bit special. Uh see. Uh, beyond that, I, I did get I did get one of the extensions. My tower is growing. Eventually, the... I'd like to get two extensions. I oh, just... here's the fun part. Here's the fun part. So I bought it off of HLJ. Mm-hmm. And HLJ uh, has a limit one per customer. <laughs> yeah. He's got to wait, l- life... wait long enough and then try again. <laughs> yeah, because, well, it's it's a lifetime limit. Like, you you only get more if you actually wait for them to lift the limit. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, that's understandable. That's, like, it's a thing. I could see them going, like, you know, we're the ones who have to pack the box when someone just goes, I want 20. <laughs> well, yeah, like, eventually they mark it up. Like, I think a few of the older, the, the first run stuff is now, like, limit 20 per customer. Like, now I'm just waiting for the extension to go do the same thing. Yeah. It's like that, or it's 40 bucks on Amazon, and that's not happening. No. Uh, big box. Oh yeah, stuff I can't build yet because I haven't opened it and slash haven't built it. Uh, beyond that, um, new computer parts. Hey. I'm building. A, hey. I'm building a new. P- yeah, four of ten parts for the new PC. So hey, that's forty percent of the way there. It depends on what the parts are. I really feel uh, it's all binary. Each one is ten percent. That's how, that's how computers work. <laughs> Um, I'll just ask. I don't know because I, I haven't got mine yet. Did you end up ordering the Glio synth? I did. Who? Uh, that's I, that's why I don't have five of ten computer parts. <laughs> yeah, I I just knee jerked. I caught it on Instagram that they went up. Uh, they're still not here because it, it took a bit for the shipping to happen. But I've mm. I have been collecting the whole new synth line in some degree and i've been waiting for those glios ones uh because i got i got all three of the of the real x head ones and i got one Mm -hmm. i got one of the pizza pizza guys i don't need all of them i just needed the one but the real x head ones i was like no i need these and the glios ones are like i need these two i need i need matt and maury's stuff (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah i haven't got that in yet yeah, I didn't even get a tracking number on mine, but I know people are starting to get theirs. Yeah, well, fingers crossed, because those that that is if you have you ever messed with the synthetic human? No. Oh, you're in for a treat. You're in for a treat. Uh, anything else on your end off topic? Uh, how close is your bladder? Uh, ish. You know what? I'll wrap it up there. All right. Thank you. <laughs> um. Well, thank you all for listening. By the way. 
Uh, we will all talk to you later. Uh, I could have just taken a, an intermission break, but I don't want to edit that. I already have to edit a swear word out of Aaron. So, uh, you know, we get one edit per podcast. That's how it works. Yeah, sorry. Um, but uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll, we'll be back later on with some more podcasting. Uh, possibly by the time you're hearing this, it turns out, Aaron, I never edited that thing we recorded on, on the Sunday at TFCon. While I was, like, oh. that whole thing fell into a lag because we we got into a whole production thing with the the panel videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those are actually done and those are up, so I need to quickly uh, schlock that thing together. Uh, I do want to put it together because that's where you, dear listener, can hear Aaron just go off on those unique toys, little headmaster dudes. Yeah, uh, I, I want that to be out there because that was a moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, Also, uh, stay tuned in January for a thing, uh, is what I'll say. Uh, Other than that... uh, We're going to continue podcasting. We are. So stay tuned. (laughs) In January, there will be podcasts. Uh, In the meantime, however, uh, continue your way through December with all of us and and have a good time. Uh, And also, stay safe. It means, but you got some badass perpetrators now here to stay.